afternoon. I almost said morning for some reason. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's September the 17th, 2020. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. We've got another great show lined up for you uh, today. Lots of, uh, another week of, of pretty substantial news. Not like an enormous list, but again, like last week, some pretty big, heavy-hitting stuff. Uh, thanks to, uh, well, thanks mostly to Sony for delaying their announcement of all this shit by exactly one week away from Microsoft, basically. That's helped us spread out the podcast content, and we thank Sony for it. But before we get into all of that, ladies and gentlemen, there are much more important things to talk about. For one, if you haven't already hit the like button, what the fuck are you doing? Hit the like button. It's the bell gang time. Many of you have joined the bell gang now, and now that we're releasing these videos... Uh, at a time slot that allows both North America and Europe to get on that bell gang at the same time. The response has been incredible. Over 150 comments in like the first fucking like three hours of these podcasts going up. The like ratio is up. Everything is up. It's all coming up Millhouse. And we love you for it. Thank you so much for continuing to do that, guys. It does go a long way. And if we keep that going... And going and going, eventually YouTube will crack and we will get like five more viewers. I believe <laughs> we can make the magic happen. Next up on that order of business is the most important question of the entire week. Mr. Black, how mm. was your week? Same old same, Adam. <laughs> it's the same old same. Nothing crazy this week. Nothing same at all. Shit, different pile. Nah. Yeah, same old not, no, literally no spice to this week whatsoever. Um, I mean, we got our bedroom set, so that's in. Ah, uh, yes, the uh, the other half of the fleece. Yep, uh, that came in, <laughs> and that's really about it. Did you Not talk to your money. ISP? Dat Beard is asking the big questions. He forgot. I forgot. Nah. And you know what? You know what? Somebody reminded me on stream like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I still didn't do it. <laughs> it's okay. It so will I'm happen at. eventually. It will happen it will. eventually. Don't it worry. Will. <laughs> uh, speaking of ISPs <laughs> and discounts, uh, my internet is uber fucked right now uh, and has been for uh, somewhere around a week or more at this point. Uh, I thought that it was like something that was just happening with the ISP and it would kind of correct itself because the internet was functioning just not well. And so, uh, it's like, oh, I won't worry about it. Went away on vacation, came back, still fucked. It's like, all right, well, great. Gave it another two days, still fucked. So I called them yesterday, or I didn't call them yesterday. I actually avoid calling them all together now. Straight to Twitter. It's the only two people in the entire support team that know what the fuck they're doing are operating the Twitter account. Straight to Twitter. Told them. Literally, 20, 30 minutes, it was... We had already done everything that we could on that end. They tried updating firmware and all that stuff on the box, and they were like, earliest I can get a tech is there on Friday. Sorry, I tried to get somebody sooner. It's like, don't worry about it. I understand. That was it. Boom, done. If I had called, I would have been there for five hours. I would have had to oh, have yeah. spoken at least three different languages, mm -hmm. uh, and I would have done the same thing 15,000 times with no results whatsoever. So we got that sorted tomorrow. Hopefully I will have operational internet, but if you're watching this right now on Twitch, uh, and you're getting frame drops and stuff occasionally, that's why. And there's nothing on your end. It's a hundred percent on my end 
this week. Uh, other than that, I guess, uh, as far as my week goes, it was, uh, it was good. I went on, like I just mentioned, uh, a mini vacation, literally, you know, two <clears throat> days of it is just basically driving for half the day. And then I, we, one full day of vacation time, we went down to the family home. So Em got to get to see that for the first time. Uh, we get to go on two hikes that are really close by in the area, uh, and just do some walking and stuff and relaxing on the one day that we were there for the full day. And then otherwise, uh, just kind of enjoyed the weather, which we got really good weather, which was amazing. Yeah, thank God. Nice. Uh, and, uh, and had a good time with that. That was basically, uh, the weekend got back, uh, and, uh, and just relaxed because it was one of those vacations where it's so short and there's a lot of travel on both ends of it. And so you come back more tired, uh, than when you left on vacation, because at the end of the day, you're cramming everything you can into this like fucking 48 hour window. And so you're just military scheduled to get it all done and you come back and you're more tired. So I took another couple of days, just kind of relaxed, uh, and did some stuff around the house. For example, Jeff mentioned the bedroom set. So our bed had come and it's completely fucked. Like I had mentioned last week. Mm. Uh, well, actually I didn't mention this last week cause it happened. I think we got, or did I? No, I saw it on no, Twitter, though. No, it was on Twitter, because it was on Friday we got the mattress. So it wasn't last podcast. Yeah. So, uh, mattress was fucked. Uh, this mattress was rolled up and in its box for a year. It was literally marked September of 2019. And so it had been rolled up for a year. And there is no amount of time that memory foam, after having been rolled up for a year, is ever going to come back to its shape. Let me just, let's just say... It couldn't remember its original shape. That shit had Alzheimer's. It was so old, bro. <laughs> that shit, it definitely wasn't remembering much. That's for sure. So, uh, thankfully, at least, so one side sloped off entirely from like the middle of the bed. Thankfully, M is light enough that it doesn't bother her so much. But if I lay on it, I will legitimately roll the fuck off the side of the bed. So... Hmm. Uh, I called him up and I was like, I gotta be, uh, I gotta be honest with you guys. Uh, the mattress had some, like the cover had some oil stains on it from the factory. Everything's fucked. This is a $2,500 mattress. Everything's like fucked up and everything. I was, and they were like, they had already offered me $150 off for the, the cover. Cause I contacted them, which I took and they were sending out another cover and they were like, I'll give you another $150 off and we'll send you a mattress that just got rolled up and put in a box two days ago. I said, no, nah, I'm good. I don't really feel nah. like, like playing this game of charades. This musical beds. Uh, yeah, no. So I'm just going to bite the bullet and go local. And that's what I did. Called up Sleep Country. And uh, I got mine. Just like, just like when I go buy shoes, Jeff, I walk into the store and I say, do you have my size? I don't even bother looking at mattresses or shoes. I just walk <laughs> into the shoe store and I say, do you have a size 15 4E? And most of the time they say, fuck no. And I turn around and I leave the store. Thankfully, I walked in and I said, hey, do you have any California Kings? He says, one of our manufacturers makes them. Great. Who? Simmons. Fuck. <laughs> so, so it was a $4,500 mattress that thankfully was on mm. sale. And so to the door, I think it was like three grand or some shit like that. And yeah, so, too, too bad. uh, Basically, that's coming uh, in almost like a month, pretty much, because they have to order that. If it's a regular king, they have that shit stocked. But California has to be ordered in, so uh, I'll get that um, in October sometime. And then I look forward to just sleeping. Yes. Is, would be phenomenal. 
And that's been my week, other than the internet issues. So let's, uh, let's move on from that and talk about some games, shall we? Oh! Mr. Black, last week. Yeah. Podcast was happening, Ubisoft was having some sort of, like, video event thing, some little live stream, I don't know what they're calling it, the Ubisoft Forward or whatever the hell they're going, um, I don't know, the uh, Misogynists Anonymous, whatever the uh, Ubisoft is calling it these days. They, uh, they had their little event, and we have some, uh, some little highlights here, and I really took the highlights, because honestly, it wasn't anything to write home about. Uh, people got most excited and or divisive about Prince of Persia getting a remake, the original Prince of Persia, that is. Uh, it didn't look visually particularly impressive, but people were still excited anyway because Prince of Persia is a popular series and people were kind of excited to see something like that. Uh, other than that, I think the highlight of the entire thing was, uh, Riders Republic, which remember Steep that, um... Um, like extreme winter sports game that was like yes. the skiing and something, and then the yes. everyone the trailer loved it because the guy. What was well, that for? It was, was for that on the, PlayStation. It was PC and all over the place, uh, okay. but like I think it was con- like Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. I think, but everyone remembered it because of the trailer where the guy's going down off the ramp on the ski hill and then he hits a bell in like a fucking church tower, uh, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, "I'm sold. I want to play this game." Uh, so it's that team. Expanding on Steep, which apparently, according to uh, people who are part of the Steep Steep community, this is what they wanted. They wanted an expansion of just going downhill with, like, skis and snowboards and stuff. They opened that shit up wide. So, in this game, it's called Riders Republic. They basically took Steep, added bikes, squirrel suits. You know what I mean by squirrel suits, which it might have been in the original Steep anyway, uh, in some degree. Uh, And other things, too, the skiing and the snowboarding. uh, And then took Forza Horizon which apparently this is now like this I feel like this is like the third time we've made this comparison so it's a popular it's a popular visual and and uh and, and popular kind of feeling that that uh, game developers are using right now it's like Forza Horizon and they take uh Tony Hawk's remake almost and slam those together and extreme sports on the hill and that's what you get there is a trailer it's like five minutes long um and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, it looked kind of fun. There's nothing else like it, really, on the market. There wasn't with Steep, and there continues to not really be anything super noteworthy on the market to meet any of the endless niches that they have going on with this. Uh, so that was probably, for me, from what I saw, the highlight of the entire event. Uh, otherwise they announced a Splinter Cell game, which would have been a highlight for me if it wasn't for the fact that it is a VR Splinter Cell game. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, rip my hopes and dreams. dreams. Uh, oh, and my last note that I have here on the podcast list is Ubisoft is still under, and this is because this is like several different news things, I just didn't feel like talking about it all. Uh, Ubisoft is still under a lot of fire for, uh, being a shitty company in general. Whether, Sounds about right. Whether it's, you know, sexual related stuff in the workplace or uh, just employment related uh, uh, issues, uh, overwork, the whole nine yards, you name it, they got it. Uh, I think Gives, uh, or Yves Guimot did a, uh, a forward at the beginning or something, like a little video. He's like the CEO uh, before this little, th- this little event and like talked about some of the stuff there. Uh, but at the end of the day... 
Um, they basically, they fired some people, I think it was, but they still have stock in the company. Okay. So it was like, you know, yeah, they're gone, but we, we don't want to take the money away from them or anything like that. So, uh, or the stock. So anyway, it was weird. Ubisoft is not in a good place right now. Scrutiny wise, the whole fucking internet is all over their ass and clobbering them for it. Um, and, uh, and they're not, as we talked about in the last couple weeks, they're making like weird <coughs> decisions with their games, like the friggin' like black power symbol thing that they tried to like, co-opt for their game and shit. Yeah. Just, that was, that was something. <laughs> I'm just happy it didn't happen during, during black history month that I'm just like, they at least, I got- mean, let's be real. Let's be real. I think black right now is more, uh, prevalent than black history month. True. At yeah, this sit point. Tight, one sec. I, I, I think, uh, I think it probably would have been less, uh, blowback if it was just during black history month and all of this stuff didn't happen. But the fact that, you know, all the George Floyd and all this other, you know, stuff that's going on with police and there's this big movement. There's this like ultra hypersensitivity right now towards anything that is remotely black. Um, so, you know, they probably should have did it in Black History Month instead <laughs> uh, before shit hit the fan. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to turn on I had to turn on my fucking heat pump. The room's getting hot. I don't even have to, like, I'm, I'm so not used to heat anymore. It only hit 25. I'm already sweating. You get mm. the heat pump back going. Uh, so, yeah. So, Ubisoft, that was the thing. Um, I do recommend if you guys... Uh, we're like mildly interested in steep when that uh, trailer first landed to go and um, just give the trailer a look because as campy as some of it is and it really does borrow quite heavily from a couple of different games and and like the whole like how many games have you seen now where they have like the rainbow colored fucking smoke effect thing on it like it's just like that seems to be in everything now it's very much that um but it still looks it still looks like a well produced game, a well done game, and so I won't begrudge them for uh, for anything there. Uh, next up, Halo Three ODST is to become part of the Master Chief Collection as of September twenty second. So not originally planned, to my knowledge, to be part of it, but they're putting it on there now, uh, which I guess this will help hold some Halo fans over for the extended release now of. Uh, or the delayed release of Halo Infinite, uh, and uh, I, I don't know, I couldn't find anything readily right before the cast, it might be out there, I can't, I can't find if it's included, so you know when, when Master Chief Collection, this round of it got announced, if you bought the whole thing, um, you got the upcoming Halo releases for free or whatever, like the, the ones that hadn't been added yet, uh, up yeah. front. Or you could buy them individually if you only wanted one or two. As they came out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if this is just... Because it's so late to the game, I don't know if it's included in that or if it's going to be standalone for everyone or Mm -hmm. what. But either way, ODST was uh, definitely one of the better received games for Halo. Um, They did a good job with it, especially given that it wasn't a Master Chief-driven game or even a Spartan-driven game, really. So... Uh, they did well with it, and I'm sure a lot of people are pretty excited about it. Um, anything to get their hands on some Halo content after the infinite 
uh, gong show. I, I, I will say that a lot of people have been jumping on them for why are you even bothering with this when Infinite needs to be, <laughs> needs to be finished. And I understand the sentiment. Unfortunately, what you gotta realize is that it's not like the entirety of 343 was fucking working on releasing Halo 3 ODST. There would have been a small team on the side probably dedicated to doing this while the main team for Infinite was a totally separate unit. Uh, but nevertheless, they were going to come under a little bit of flack from that because everyone just wants them to dump every last resource into making Halo Infinite a game that doesn't look like smashed assholes. Because that's pretty much what it looked like. It looks pretty bad. It looks pretty bad. Did you play ODST when it originally came out? Were you still in no. Halo at that point? No. You, I was out. I was you were out, out the game? I was out the game. Still am out the game. <laughs> I ain't I ain't going back. I'm out. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what Infinite looks like. Uh, I ain't going back. <laughs> I'm Haloed out. You got out the game. I don't blame mm-hmm. you. Uh, ODST was still when Halo was was pretty good, but uh, in fact, I think o- I think ODST was better than Halo Three <laughs> itself, uh, and it was supposed to be like a companion piece to Halo Three. Um, but uh, but yeah, nevertheless, there you go. Some people will definitely be looking forward to that, and that once again, September twenty second. Next up, we have a news that Jeff always loves to hear about tech news, but it's a short one. Don't need to be talking about it too long. Nvidia confirmed uh, that they are purchasing ARM, which is the uh, chip manufacturer for a lot of the mobile devices every one of us would be currently using right now, uh, for $40 billion. That's a lot of money. $40 billion. And so, uh, this, this, if it actually goes through and is accepted everywhere, I don't know if it is yet or not, um, but if it goes through and is accepted and everything goes out and they finalize that shit, uh, which could take, God knows, probably a year to freaking get through and done or more, um, <clears throat> it would make NVIDIA an absolute fucking force in several markets at this point. It will put them more in direct competi- uh, competition now with Intel and AMD than they had ever been before. Mm. And so... They're going to be fright- they're going to be fighting them on all fronts. CPUs, APUs, GPUs, the fucking whole lot. Uh I know that up front they mentioned uh, or were talking a lot about uh expanding the AI research and development with this acquisition and building a brand new facility uh to accommodate just that and they're really going in hard on uh, artificial intelligence. We already saw NVIDIA doing that with some of their gaming stuff as it is and outside of gaming, of course, as well. Uh, but, uh, now they really seem to want to go hard in the paint and there's not much more hard in the paint than $40 billion. I'm just going to be fucking honest with you. In fact, the only other deal in the tech industry in history that was bigger than that was when Dell bought up, I think it was called, uh, EMC or some shit. And that was for like 62 billion. That was in 2016. It's a lot of money. $62 billion is also a lot of money. Uh, you know, there's only two ways you can do that. Either you're you're selling a massive company or you're divorcing Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I mean, those are like the only two ways anybody's ever making that kind of bread. Can we just can we just enjoy the fact that if Je- when Jeff Bezos' wife left and she got that money that she could have arguably bought a tech giant just for divorcing yes. Jeff Bezos? Yeah. She could have bought arm 
<laughs> I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. Jeff Bezos got too much money for what he does, but that's okay. Um. Next up, another buyout, actually, uh, although a slightly smaller one, <laughs> to say the least. Viacom CBS sold CNET Media Group uh, to Red Ventures here for five hundred million dollars. This is interesting insofar as that, I mean, $500 million is still not a small amount of money, but uh, this deal includes Games, uh, GameSpot, Giant Bomb, and Metacritic. Obviously, there are others involved there, but those are three that would be pertinent to uh, our community anyway. Uh, CNET has been around for a hot minute, and they originally, I think, got bought out for a lot more than one than, than five, uh, $500 million. I think the original one was over a billion dollars. But uh, they got sold off for $500 million to Red Ventures. Red Ventures seems like, from what I've read, they're interested in really focusing on technology and video games as they see that as a increasing market uh, for uh, content that these websites provide. And it seems like Viacom CBS just doesn't want to be the one to have to deal with it, so they're handing it off for somebody else to do. Uh, up to this point... Um, I have not seen anything, and nobody really knows anything about whether or not this buyout is going to include layoffs. Uh, it, it has been common here in the last few months with other gaming news and tech news websites folding, uh, like uh, a branch of Kotaku, I think, was not just long, uh, not long ago. I think Kotaku in general is in uh, up shit's crick. Um, they've, they've been uh, experiencing a lot of layoffs. So, because uh, they're honestly, I just could, they're competing with YouTube. Like, these websites that used to be the pinnacles of, of journalism for gaming news and getting your gaming news or getting your reviews and everything and trusted reviewers came from these major websites like GameSpot, Giant Bomb, IGN, Kotaku, Polygon, all these websites that have been around for a long time. Uh, but now they're competing with YouTubers. And I'll never forget there was a... Uh, I was listening to a podcast for Giant Bomb many years, and this was years and years ago now, I mean, this would have been like fucking seven years ago, eight years ago, where somebody had written a question into them to ask on the podcast, similar to what we do with like tech support, they've got a question and answer thing too, and somebody had asked if they would ever consider um, hiring a YouTuber that does game reviews to work for Giant Bomb, like bring them on as part of the editorial team, and Jeff Gersman laughed and said no, and he said, but not for the reason that you would think. It's not that they're not talented. It's not that they can't do it. In fact, many of them are quite good. The problem is, what is their incentive to fucking come over here? We're going to pay them 50 to 60, you know, it was 40 to 60 or something thousand dollars on a high end. And a lot of these YouTube, because we're working for a company above us, and a lot of these YouTubers are making orders of magnitude more than that on their own. They're their own boss and they're doing it on their own. And they have in they have viewerships that are as big, or in some instances bigger than ours, because that's where media seem to shift over time is away from these websites like GameSpot and and Giant Bomb for reviews and onto people doing like YouTube content or even live streaming stuff like Twitch, which wasn't around really that strongly at the time of this question, but nevertheless. Well, why wouldn't Giant Bomb go on YouTube? Well, they are. They are. They're on YouTube, but they're they're not. But they don't like they work for a parent company, right? So they uh, they're operating in the confines of that. When they were first starting Giant Bomb, and they were truly on their own, um, and they hadn't like moved into uh, the CNET family and whatnot, which was ironic because it was 
the family to own GameSpot, which is who fired these guys or who they left in the first place, and now they were back in the same fucking parent company all over again. Um, they focused entirely, almost entirely on video content because they knew that's what people were interested in. Uh, and that's still mostly what they're doing now. But they're also a bunch of 45 and 50-year-old men, uh, and uh, as much content as they do put up on YouTube, they have their own on the website subscription service to subscribe to the website that's quite popular still, that they're just doing loads of content there. They still live stream, they do all that stuff on their website, but they do do uh, they do have and host content on YouTube, but they haven't targeted it as such. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know if that's because the upper uh, management is just wanting them to keep everything, all the revenue, all the everything on their site and not try and diverse, uh, diversify or, or use YouTube as a monetization, uh, strategy because they really don't target it that strongly, nor do they target Twitch. Um, but none of those sites do it. All of them are kind of in their own little ecosystem. Uh, that might change now with this company buying out CNET. Maybe they're <laughs> going to have a different strategy to grow, uh, these websites, uh, for sure. But, um, but yeah, they're competing. I mean, they're competing with with big names. I mean, before Total Biscuit passed, he was one of them. He's fucking huge. Uh, Jim Sterling does enormous money per month doing the Jimquisition stuff. Angry Joe, another one. He's basically living in a house with fucking three other dudes or some shit, and all they do is sit around with Sennheiser headsets on, on all day and talk about video games, and then they fucking clip whatever works, throw it up on YouTube, and just constantly churn out content on YouTube, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different market and it's not a big market to begin with, honestly, in comparison to what people seem to think it is. And people don't really buy games based on reviews as much as people think they do. It's a very specific uh, corner of the market. So it's an interesting buy. $500 million is a fair chunk of money. It's interesting to see Metacritic and GameSpot and Giant Bomb all caught up in that same, uh, that same buyout. And I'll be very interested to see what their strategy is with these websites. What are they going to do? Are they going to are they going to close some down? Are they going to fucking restructure them? Because most of them do. But like for you, the, you don't you don't. For example, you're not in the market of looking at reviews really for games very much before you go and buy a game, right? No, I I mean there I'm I'm more of a movie guy, right? So it's just sort of flipped around i watch all the movie reviews or so you, you know, at least series but reviews. so it's similar so you for movies that's your thing yeah yeah it's, identi- it's pretty much identical yeah um somebody's opinion on a video game or opinion on a movie is you're doing the same it's it's actually the same content in fact a lot of the movie reviewers that i watch also occasionally review yeah video games they're not a lot of them aren't diehard gamers so they'll review the big popular ones not only to get the clicks but probably they're casual gamers so it fits their motive um you know you, a guy like you you're going to play more obscure stuff and same with like you know game reviewers or you know they're gamer they're, mm. they're gamers first right so they they're gonna there's this different thing but uh yeah i and all of my it, there are people that have their own websites um but most of the ones that have websites almost all of them that i watch all their content is also on youtube so it's kind of like your website where you know you can click on the 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 review the video the website's mostly linked. there for Google search engine purposes. That's it. That's yeah. literally the show. Yeah. Um, or for write ups, like physical, like if people don't want to watch video and there's a write up, 
um, then people can go and read because some people just like reading. It's not the majority, but there it does exist. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting why they don't have their own YouTube channels and and why they do that. Uh, my guess would be is they're probably trying to and kind of like the movie business where it's not necessarily the reviewers kind of like you know the 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 actual reviewers say at giant bomb or wherever it's probably not their decision it's the people up top and the the reason why they they don't want it a lot of the times in the movie business is they want to be above youtube now they might not get the views of youtube not maybe not even a tenth of the viewership that youtube gets and what the youtube reviewers get but what they have in the movie business is more of a prestige. They want the more fine a, dining experience of movie it's reviews. More, it's more of, hey, we're not just some Joes with a camera in our bedroom. Uh, you know, we're real professionals that go to, uh, you know, and get get invited to we're real. We're professional you know, movie watchers. That, but that's 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 <laughs> the type of stink, right? Yeah, that's, like that's the, what they want. Yeah, that's yeah. What they, that's what they're going for. And that's, you know, and a lot of them, the, 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 the parent companies are trying to to be looked at as premium, high-quality, luxurious-type content and not, hey, anybody can throw this on and give an opinion. Mm-hmm. There's a time and place for it, kind of like, you know, YouTube is the is the McDonald's, you know, of, of, of the video-eating e- world or consuming world. And these other side companies that have their own websites are, you know, the fine dining. And, you know, you want to come in, take your time read a little, you know, uh, enjoy your stay here. Uh, check out our other, you know, you're following certain people that, that, that write in a certain way. And you, you know, uh, and in YouTube, it's instant gratification, flash, 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 finish one review. Don't even finish it. Skip to the end, look at the, the rating and then go over to the side and click on another review, skip to the end. What did he give it? Oh, an eight out of 10. All right, good. Skip. That's, that's, it's that's just it. different type. That's it. That's what it is. That's pretty much it. It's it's which is also why I have the website and why I offer my reviews in like every format <laughs> possible because there are people that want to go to YouTube, skip fucking literally everything, see yep. a number, fuck off, next video, see a number, aggregate that score, call it a day. Some people will watch the whole thing because they want to see gameplay. Some people just want to read it because they enjoy reading. Some people want to listen to the shit when they're on their way to fucking work in the morning. There's, uh, you know, everyone wants to digest their content differently. And for those websites, for sure, it's like the fucking caviar of, of reviews, even though many of them are like, you know, caviar you'd buy at the dollar store. It's, it's like yeah. the fakest gas ass station, caviar. Gas station sushi. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know, bro, you're not fooling me, man. This... <laughs> You know, and we're not saying that you can't get really high quality stuff on YouTube. There's tons of it. Oh my God, uh, there's so much there's, like really good and, stuff on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. in fact, I, I would argue, pro- pro- in my opinion, the, it's better. The best, <laughs> the best stuff is on YouTube. Uh, it is because yeah, 100%. They're, they're not. They don't have those constraints. Yeah. You know, they don't. They don't have daddy up upstairs saying you can't say this or you. You know, this this person gives a lot of money to this company or you know they they invite us to a lot of things. Make sure you're really nice. So you get more genuine uh, stuff on YouTube. But yeah, there's so much of it that it kind of does dumb it down and water it down a little bit and muddy the waters. But if you if you find the right people on YouTube, like you get some really high quality stuff. 
And uh, yeah, hopefully they get, you know, I'm sure there's tons of great reviewers and writers that would shine uh, tremendously on YouTube, but you know, they're getting paid. They're, you know, probably a, probably a good uh, reviewer and stuff. They're getting benefits. They're getting like hundred K a year. They're the star of the show over there. They got their benefits. Everything is good. They probably are like, you know what, whatever, maybe, maybe when my time is done here, I'll go do my own thing. And hopefully I've gathered enough fans that will watch me and do my own thing. But as of right now, you know, I'm living good over here on this barren website or this website that, that does, that does well. And, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that describes at the very least, I don't know where, where GameSpot is in terms of their editorial staff. Their turnover is certainly a lot higher than, than let's say Giant Bombs. Giant Bombs had like the same fucking group of guys mostly for uh, the majority of it with uh, a few exceptions. And all of the guys that have worked in some of these places that are really good and you can tell they've gone on to do their own um, their own projects outside of it and they've all done very well. So it's, you know, it's uh, they'd be fine one way or the other. But it's true, when you get into a, a situation like that, if you're doing writing even for video games, I mean, there are video game writers that are doing 80, 90K. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. and they've got benefits cause they're working for a company and, yep. and they've got a fucking pension or whatever else they want to put together. And so a lot of these reviewers are going to look at that and go, yeah, I could probably do pretty well on YouTube. I don't know for certain, but I could do pretty good on YouTube, but am I going to have benefits and there's no stability and I got to do it all myself instead of wake up, go to the office, play my games, see my coworkers, talk about games and go the fuck home. Let's like, that's a very different life than, let's say, yeah. uh, Total Biscuit, who woke up, worked 27 out of the 24 hours a day, and then put up like 16 videos an hour and had yeah. every game covered because he's a one-man circus. That's a totally yeah. different lifestyle. Yeah. And Wildly. some people have it. Some people have it. Some people don't. Some people uh, don't want it. Even yeah. if they have it, they're like, I ain't. That ain't I me. Ain't, that ain't me, dog. <laughs> You know, it's like if I if I had the choice personally to make content for, uh, you know, uh, say Twitch exclusively, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Or like uh, I probably shouldn't say that. Like, well, uh, say some say giant bomb, giant yeah, yeah. bomb calls me up. I was like, yo, Jeff, we really like what you do. I want you to come work for us. We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, You know, this is you're going to be working Monday to Friday, uh, the occasional Saturday. You might have to play a game that comes in last minute or whatever. Uh, we got this hundred K a year. Uh, you want to take this, but the only thing is, is you, you, you don't have the freedom to just go and play whatever you want anymore. We going to need you to, you know, be dedicated to us. This is what you do. I'm going to say no to that every single day, every single time, because I know I'm more valuable elsewhere and I'm just more ambitious than that. And I, I just want to have my own freedom. There's being able to do what you want to do. You, some people would just, even, even if the money wasn't as good, even if the money was less. Some people just want to be free. They just want to do what they want to do. No, money uh, isn't the only incentive. No. That's the that's the thing. It's not the only incentive. Uh but we'll see. I yeah, I'm very I'm very interested in how that goes because um I got to be honest with you before Giant Bomb went back in and been and was owned by that uh group uh they did some of their best stuff because they didn't have to answer to anyone. Yeah, they probably yeah. weren't making the money. They were in a basement in like the fucking middle of nowhere in California. <laughs> But the content that they that they produced and and the um their demeanor was just fucking different for sure 
and it, because you don't, ha- you know, ultimately you're not working for somebody in the back of your mind, right? It's a different thing. Yep. It's a very different environment. So we'll yep. see. I wish them all the best. Hopefully this means no business or job losses like it has in the past, because uh, there's a lot of really good oh, it people. It probably will. It probably will. Most yeah. acquisitions always come like With I shouldn't say always, but a lot of a lot of the times. There's some heavy cuts. Yeah. Some heavy cuts because once the new owners take a look at the books and they realize, well, this, this bit of money over here, these 10 people, these 50 people we have on payroll over here, what do they do? You know, or if we are moving these guys over to YouTube, we don't need all of these people anymore. Yeah. And it, it circles back to around, uh, around with, this is the risk that you take and in the industry when you don't want to be your own boss, when you don't want to be your own man or, or woman uh, and go out and get it, you know, the, the guys that you named before the, uh, the, the angry Joes and, and who, whoever else, they don't have to worry about somebody coming along and buying up YouTube and completely axing all of, uh, you know, game reviewers on, on they mostly there. just They're- have to worry about YouTube's ad policy every well, three yeah. months. Of of course, the, we all we all do. But I mean, you know, we're, we're basically conditioned now as yeah. content creators that if you're the good ones and you're the you're the hard workers, you're gonna find a way. You're gonna yeah, adapt. Of course. You're gonna figure it out, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what it's a happens. Big buy, though. Yeah. Speaking of advertisements, Twitch right now has uh, in the last couple of days implemented what I'm going to personally describe. I won't speak for Jeff, but what I'm going to personally describe is fucking stupid. Uh, and arguably, as I said in a tweet, literally, I would expect this of a company in the streaming industry that would be doing this if they were on the verge of bankruptcy, knew they were going to bow out, and needed to milk every last fucking cent out of the shit before they, uh, they dipped. That's the kind of move this is. Twitch has decided... That because the whole idea of pre-roll ads and people running ads on their own time in order to not have pre-roll ads because everyone complained that pre-roll ads are a problem when it comes to bounce rates with new viewers entering your stream, because they are, Twitch said, alright, well, we're not getting enough ads, so fuck all of you guys, we're going to run mid-stream ads. We're testing it right now with people, but they're mid-rolls. You don't get to opt in. You don't get to opt out. There's not really any major way of avoiding this shit. You're not going to get to choose when the fucking ads show up. It's just going to fucking happen. And which uh, everyone said, excuse me? And in the same day, Facebook announced that they have a massive... Uh, spend or solution in which people will be able to, I would say, live stream on Facebook. Not that this would ever get me to streaming there, uh, but it's just funny to happen in the same day. Facebook coming up with a solution for <coughs> licensed music. So, uh, on one side, you've got a company coming up with solutions, and on the other side, well, there's Twitch. And Twitch doing what Twitch does best, which is miss all of their shots like a fucking stormtrooper, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Ask, I have a question for you, Jeff. When's the last time Twitch has taken a shot and hit? Uh, when they introduced um, Twitch Primes. Oh, okay. So like f- half a decade ago. It was like four years ago, I think. <laughs> Something like that. Three, three, four years ago? I don't know how long it's been now. Three years? 
So it was it was just after they got bought out by Amazon, basically. Yeah. Which was yeah. what twenty? Is it, I think it was like twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen that that happened. Twenty sixteen, I think maybe. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. Four years. Ago. And they basically struck out like a champion at every corner, whether it's uh, the Black History Month or the more recently uh, the Latino um, uh, History Month or whatever they were doing where they put out basically the same thing. And then they decided to do like flavored emotes, which included the classic um, universal Latino uh, items like maracas and sombreros. And tacos. So uh, Twitch, in all of their wisdom, decided that uh, mid-roll ads on a live streaming service was a good idea. And you can't even make this shit. Obviously, it got memed into fucking into the ground in the first 24 hours about people doing, like, speed runs and just about finishing world record pace and all of a sudden pre-roll or fucking mid-roll ad. Or... Uh, or the, or, or like somebody who was discussing why they think mid-roll ads were not a good idea and just about to get to their explanation and then a mid-roll ad, uh, amongst other things. And then can't even fucking, I can't even fucking joke. You can't make this shit up. It writes itself because truth is stranger than fiction in Sony's, uh, in Sony's conference that they had yesterday on Twitch where there's 400,000 or some plus people watching this thing. On the, for some people, as there was the, I think it was Harry Potter was rolling. I retweeted this earlier. Harry Potter's trailer was rolling and it's right in the middle of it. Fucking mid-roll ad. Slam! Have you heard about The Boys Season 2 for the 450,000th time? No? Well, here you go. It's The Boys Season 2. Twitch Prime. Prime Video. It's a good show. It's a good show. Uh, and you just can't make that shit up. And I want to tell you right now, I bet you if you went to fucking Sony or you went to the developer for the, for the game and you're going to go, oh, by the way, we rolled some fucking mid rolls right in the middle of your shit. Dude, what what would be funny would be is if it was Sony and there was an Xbox commercial that just got mid rolled in the middle of a conference. I would have mid rolled out of my chair. Bro. Well, the thing is, is like, it's a possibility that shit like that can happen. You know, you're doing you're promoting a certain brand and then just boom, the other brand just up there and you have no control whatsoever. It's, it's, uh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I just, I, I just, I'm how, how that even leaves the fucking room is beyond me. So here's, I did, I did a little research when I saw this because I, when I saw it, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. And then I remembered what year it was and what company I was talking about. Because, you know, I got to be honest, as much as Twitch has done for me, like I said this many times ago uh, on the podcast, pretty much everyone that did anything for me at Twitch and the, and the Twitch that I identify with originally um, is long fucking gone. And the Twitch that has been in place now for the last five years has done pretty much nothing for anyone uh, and has fucked up everything every step of the way that I can think of with very... And I mean very limited fucking selections. Uh, And so I looked it up. And as it turns out, back in 2018, Emmett Shear, who, uh, as I also mentioned in a glorious rant a while ago, only comes down from his fucking castle whenever he has to mention something about super hyper negativity. And then he just goes back up and wipes his ass with 24 karat bills. uh, Decided that in 2018, 
he was very much set on making uh, Twitch a $1 billion a year in revenue advertising platform. So that just the ad revenue alone, he wanted to get Twitch to $1 billion in revenue. And he had a little bit of a roadmap there, much like Star Citizen, that was a roadmap for roadmap for roadmap. And in 2019, uh, where they were expecting somewhere between uh, 400 and, uh, wait, no, 500 and 600 million, they hit uh, 300 million in advertising revenue in 2019. Uh, in the same, and the overall revenue on Twitch was, I think, one point, oh, uh, it's, this is not exact, but it's, it's pretty fucking close. One point, I want to say five, seven or five, four billion, somewhere in there. And YouTube gaming in the same calendar year pulled down, I think, uh, 1.4 something, 1.41, 1.42. It was almost the exact same revenue. And here's the deal. Here's the dealio. Uh, YouTube did the same amount of revenue, or almost the same amount of revenue as Twitch, with less viewers and less content creators. So, the solution to Twitch's problem is unlikely to just slam as many ads down the throat of every fucking viewer at every corner that they can get their hands on. And there's something else going on there. Either A... They're advertising, they're ad buyers who are going to agencies or doing the deals to get the, uh, the CPM rates and the actual ad buys for the literally three fucking ads you see on this website at any given time. Three if you're lucky. Usually it's one or two. Are doing a bad job of securing better rates and not pitching Twitch well enough. Uh, or B, they haven't put it together yet that Twitch as a platform does not even have does not have the same culture that YouTube does for ads as YouTube was a not live platform before it became a partially live platform and so the the community of YouTube has a tendency to be less ad averse and used to ads than Twitch's uh does mm. and so you're in a, an environment where you need to find more unique and likely gamified and custom revenue stream opportunities than to just rely on slamming ads down the throats of everyone. Because the bounce rate for people that are coming into a stream or getting nailed with an ad on Twitch is somewhere in the neighborhood of 30%. That's an enormous percentage. And if you're talking about somebody who's already got 10,000 plus fucking viewers or 1,000 plus viewers, something in that neighborhood... That's already a pretty big number, but they can come back because the numbers are high enough to sustain it within the browse page. But if you're getting into the vast majority of the website, and I mean the 95 plus percent of the entire website of the 40,000 partners that Twitch currently has, that fucks them all royally. There's a reason why people out of contract uh, for partnerships with esports companies or otherwise, where they're forced to run ads as part of their contract, don't run ads. This hasn't been, this is not new news why people don't run ads. It's not because necessarily people just hate ads, but it's the nature of the business and the environment in which the content is being provided. That's the reality of the situation. 
Twitch is currently and has been for quite some time being run by a bunch of people with no good ideas for uh, monetization. They don't know how to monetize this website. They don't know how to utilize and leverage their top fucking talent. For God's sake, they're, they're literally at the point where they're just clawing back Ninja after getting into a verbal argument and fucking on his channel in like the last calendar year. This is not a company. People think that Amazon, since they own Twitch, will just scoop, scoop them up and cradle them like a baby and save them from financial ruin if Twitch can't solve the problem. That's not what's going to happen. If Twitch fucks this up, Amazon's going to shut it down. If they can't make their money, Jeff Bezos, who desperately needs another $100 billion to his name, because he's only the most rich individual on earth, he needs more, is going to come in and cut the fucking ties. The best case scenario is they'll sell Twitch to somebody else. That would be the best case, just like this decision, or this this bio we just talked about right here, where Viacom CBS sold CNET Media to Red Ventures. And so if, if Twitch is in a, I promise you, if Twitch is at a spot right now where Twitch is pushing mid-roll ads... They're not, I might, I might shit on Twitch a lot, but they're not that stupid. They know that this is not a good idea. So it tells me one of two things. One, Twitch is, as a platform, simply not making enough money to make Amazon happy. And or two, the second option, is that they're using one of the shittiest and oldest tricks in the fucking book for negotiation with their entire community. Which is, present... The worst possible nuclear fucking button option up front that sounds good to nobody intentionally. So that when everyone for days on end cries foul and shits on them like I'm doing right now. In the coming weeks, they will run it back to what they really wanted to do, which is still a shit solution, but will sound so much better than the solution they've provided right now. <laughs> that people will go, okay, well, at least it's not that. That's the only two options I can think of. And it's possible it's a combination of both. But it's a categorically bad idea. Nobody would say it's a good idea. It's another one of those decisions where the old guard of Twitch show up on Twitter and basically go, hey guys, by the way, this is a bad idea. The names that Jeff and I would have trusted when we first entered in with, with Justin TV back in the day. The guys that made Twitch even a viable fucking option up front before cutting ties and leaving because they were smart. It's, uh, it's a bad move. Nobody's going to like it, and I would be shocked if it doesn't happen like that where they run it back and provide a slightly softer but still shit option to get more and more ads played on the platform. And I don't see this going well for pretty much anyone, but the people that will weather it are the people that Twitch needs it to weather, which are the biggest concurrent view count streams on the website because that's where their advertising revenue will be made. Mm. They'll weather it because of sheer number. 
but everyone else will suffer for new viewership, uh, viewership turnover, follower turnover, subscriber turnover. If they're not already ingrained in your community, having these ads as pre-roll, mid-roll, and whatever else might be added is not going to go well. So there's my Nova rant on it. What are your thoughts on mid-roll ads on a live streaming platform like Twitch? Uh, I think they're dog shit. Um, I think it's a horrible idea. I think they know it's a horrible idea. Um, I, I dude, there's there's so much to be said about how, the importance of being able to control when you play ads on your stream, because if you cannot control when you can place ads, unfortunately, like what Adam said. If Twitch decides to do a two-minute ad roll in the middle of, for example, I play role play, and if I'm in a scene and it's a it's it's an intense scene, uh, people are really into it, and then a two-minute ad roll just randomly pops because of Twitch, a lot of the viewers are going to immediately hop over to another person person within that scene so they can continue to watch it. I mean, two minutes is a fairly long ad break. Um, you know, and there is a time and place to play a two-minute ad or a three-minute ad. You know, I talk about it in my book. Um, it's known as, uh, for streamers, like, you want to go up, you're going to use the bathroom, you're going to be gone for two to, you know, two to five minutes or whatever. That's the time to run your ads. You know, you tell, and and you tell your viewer that, you know, it's like, hey, um, haven't ran any ads in the last couple hours. I'm going to, you know, go use the bathroom, grab something to drink, stretch my legs. I'm going to run a, a quick two minute ad. Don't go anywhere. Uh, and people just understand. They usually just sit there and they, they, they watch the ads and everything is good. Some people don't even want to do that because even when you do a two minute ad, let alone you leave the stream for two minutes to even go and grab food or take a piss, you're going to lose viewers. But then on top of that, you're going to play ads. Some people are just going to be like, ain't going to have no part of it. They're like, fuck that. I'm out. So it's always a gamble to play ads one way or another. So the fact that Twitch wants to go ahead and just decide when ads are going to be uh, be played on your stream, it's it is a such a huge hit specifically to the smaller streamers that struggle to get the viewership that they have and not even just get it to hold on to it, to have people stay on the channel, to have that retention. The fastest way to lose viewership uh, is other than restarting your stream or having your internet crap out for all of 15 seconds uh, is running ads. And the fact that Twitch, who says that they have the streamers in their best interest and they're on our team and they want to do everything possible to make us successful so that they're more successful, they're literally doing the complete opposite by deciding to run ads whenever they want. Uh, I think it's a horrible idea. Obviously, nobody, and I've I haven't seen a single person, viewer or streamer, that it, that has said that this is a good idea. I haven't seen one, and that says that says something. Now there are ways that Twitch can make more money via ads. They can, like you said, negotiate harder when it comes to 
uh, getting that ad fill for campaigns so they can pay higher CPM rates so that streamers want to actually play ads. Because the reality is, you know, I typically play a set of ads once every hour because I get up, I, I run my ads, I get up, I run my ads, or I'm taking a, a breather, whatever the case may be. I usually run it once an hour. And my my viewers are pretty much conditioned to know that at this point. Even still, I still lose viewers, even, even when I run the ads. But even when I'm running ads once an hour during the run of a day, I'm not making much money. Like I go and look at my ad revenue and it's like, sometimes I ask myself, is it even worth it to run these ads? So if you want your streamers to run more ads, pay them more for, for when they actually run the ads instead of just in uh, October, November, December during holiday season when ad fill is at its all-time high. Uh, that would be a great way. Listen, if streamers played more ads, I don't think Twitch does this because they just want to make more money. Um, they want they want to fill that ad space. My guess is a company comes in, they go, hey, here's a million bucks, all right? I want you to promote this movie. And Twitch is trying to fill that ad space. But unfortunately, not enough people are playing ads to 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 basically unlock that amount of money that they're that they have available to them for that Twitch and the streamer to make. So what they're doing is is they're forcing ads on everybody so that it can guarantee get out there in front of so many people so that they can get that that campaign filled. That's that would be my guess on why this is happening. Um either that or they want to ramp up the amount of advertisements it could be the combination of both that they bring on board so hey you know we already have the boys and we already have you know uh postmates or we already have whatever whatever it is that they're that they're that they're plugging and we don't have enough fill so what do we do we force the fill uh on people i have no problem with twitch making money all right i'm the capitalist here all right I'm guilty. I, listen, I'm, I'm, I don't even feel guilty. I don't think anyone has a problem with Twitch making I, I money. Have, I have no problem with Twitch making money. I have no problem with, with Jeff Bezos making his begillion dollars. I have no problem with Twitch making and, and striving to be more successful and make more money and fill the pockets of investors and, and have streamers make more money. I'm all for that. I am 100%. What I do have a problem with is them forcing things on the people that they say they have their best interests at heart. And it really all it boils down to is Twitch making more money. The bullshit that, that the, the narrative that they come up with, well, when it's, it's, it's going directly to support the streamer. It's like, nah, it's going directly to support Amazon. That's the reality of it. And Dude, I have Harry, no Harris Heller was like, I made 18 grand on you on YouTube ads last month. I made 200 on Twitch. Yeah. And that, and, and, and that's, and that's a function of an, a bunch of different stuff, but it highlights very specifically how bad ads are as a method of money making for the well, streamer. Well, it's, it's not good, only that it's good for Twitch and here's why. It's good for Twitch because there's a million concurrent viewers basically on Twitch at any given time, especially peak hours. It's a million people. That's a that's a casual YouTube video uh, at this point for one person, but it's for the entire fucking website. So if they run an ad 
for every single person watching on Twitch at any given time, they're doing about as good as an ad running on a mid-tier fucking YouTuber right now. But that benefits, who does that benefit? Well, for the YouTuber, it benefits pretty much entirely them outside of YouTube's cut. For Twitch, it benefits mostly Twitch because it's canvassing the entire site, but the viewership for the individual streamer is only fucking like one one thousandth of that number with all the downsides of running the ad. And so there's all the risk is taken by the streamer with almost zero monetary benefit and in, and in cases that you just described where, uh, where we've talked about where people leave or it's just like whatever the fuck, the bounce rates, it has a negative revenue impact on the yes. streamer because the yes. ad might make them literally 75 Pennies. cents. Yeah, but that but, could have been a subscription, a donation, uh, a fan that's going to fall in love with what, the, what you do and then be there for months or years. I mean, it is just, uh, it's, it's, it's dumb. So if I, if I had a suggestion, uh, because I'm all for Twitch wanting to play more ads and to be honest, um, I would love for like when, when Twitch came out and said that they were starting to do picture in picture stuff. So when you run a set of ads, uh, it would basically take your main screen, put it up in the corner or whatever, so people could still physically see what was going on, but then the vast majority of the screen would be the ad. I didn't mind that because, you know, usually when people run ads, if you're if you're a disciplined streamer and you're good, you pick the most opportune times to do it, and the viewers aren't missing out on much. And if they can at least see the box, it gives another percentage of the people that were going to leave for them to stick around because they can at least continue to see what was going on to some degree. I think what Twitch should do is for one, remove this mid roll ad bullshit. I don't think it's going to stay. Honestly. Um, I, I, I don't, I think that people are just going to make too much of a stink of this and I don't see it, but you never know. Um, I think what Twitch should do is focus on VODs and what Twitch should do is on I was VOD, say this exact same thing. Couldn't go on is <laughs> on VODs. Add in ads there. I would much rather have Twitch on a VOD add an ad every 30 minutes on a VOD opposed to randomly choosing to do a 30-second, 60-second, 2-minute, or 3-minute advert in the middle of my stream when I have no control whatsoever in a live format. When I am live, I'm in control. I don't want anybody else in control of my fucking show. I didn't get successful because Twitch ran my show. I got successful because I ran the show. And when I made mistakes, I'm the one that, that was responsible for it. And I knew that it was something I did. I don't want some third party. I don't care if it's the overlord or not dictating when I lose viewers. Period. Under any circumstance. So the best possible way, in my opinion, is run your fucking ads on the VODs. And I don't care if you pepper it like a motherfucker because it's a VOD. And to be honest with you, people are used to, like on YouTube, 
VODs being peppered or uh, ads being peppered on VODs. You can't even go to a YouTube video these days and watch a video without seeing that stupid fucking yellow bar nine times in a 15, 30-minute video. So why not throw and have an automated system to throw a fucking ad up every 30 minutes on the VODs? Tons of people watch VODs. It's not as much of a live viewership, but there's enough, and you're going to see a big enough uptick in ad revenue by doing that. And guess what? Guess what? That actually helps the streamer because it's money that we're making on content we've already created and everything is fine. You win, we win. And viewers already know it's a vaunted content. You're not missing out on anything. When the stream is going and an ad plays and you come back, you've missed that content. On a VOD, an ad happens, you watch the you watch the ad and then it continues where it left off. You don't miss out on anything. So run your fucking ads there, jam them down our throats. Don't do it live. It's that ain't the way. I was basically going to suggest the same thing, but it comes with a caveat, Jeff. You know what the caveat is? Twitch actually has to hire people to make a good VOD system. Not just for making VODs and managing VODs uh, on the streamer side, but the viewing of VODs. It's not a feature that Twitch puts any major time and effort into. They just don't. Discoverability of VODs is terrible. The viewing experience of VODs is slow and awful. The uh, management for the streamer side, as we've discussed in the past, is atrocious. It's fucking... It's, you, couldn't even, you couldn't even physically scroll far enough down in some instances to see all of your VODs. So they would have to take time and some money and for the love of fuck, hire new UI UX developers to make the VOD experience a cultural part of Twitch. They probably should have done that a really long fucking time ago. But they never wanted to do it, probably because they were thinking in the back of their minds, to some degree, I'm sure, that if we push this too much, the amount of video storage we're going to have to do is going to get even higher, and it's going to get even more costly, and I guess they couldn't figure out how they were going to monetize it to compensate for it. But I agree with you, and it's the reason why ads work on YouTube is because it starts up right where it left off. You're not missing anything. It's a pre-recorded fucking video. It's not live content. You don't have the ability on Twitch to, to, like YouTube, go back on a live stream. Yep. Unless you go to the, unless you go to the VOD. To the VOD. Yeah, and then look back and find your place and assuming that Twitch updated it that quickly and then you got to go back to the live content and you've missed out on whatever it is that you know it's it's a it's a gong show. Bro. Yeah. So they a- I I agree vods would be a good place to do ads. You know what I I still wouldn't love but at least would make more sense utilize the sides of the video screen for ads. Utilize the bottom of video screens for ads. YouTube has those classic ads that have been around since the dawn of time. Those little footer fucking ads that pop up that you can, like, click X out uh, on or whatever the shit. Utilize those for the live stream environment because they're not obtrusive. 
They don't mm -hmm. ruin your ability to see shit nearly as much. You stick it on the side of the video, the top of the video, the bottom of the video, whatever the fuck around it, but you do not, you do not make, and I'm sorry, when they, when they fucking, like, put your stream up over chat, it's like a fucking, like, 80 by 80 pixel fucking screen. You can't see shit. God help you if they're playing anything that isn't a first-person shooter, because you can't discern what the fuck is going on, and it's muted. So, like, you're just, it's there, it's there to say that it's not completely gone. And that's about yeah. the only reason it's fucking there. Um, they use that format for wrestling on TV. Nobody fucking likes it. And at least on a TV, you can still see the wrestling match on the fucking tiny square because it's a 60-inch television. But if you're talking about people watching on a mobile phone or like a fucking computer... Bro, you ain't seeing shit. You can fucking barely make out what's going on in that in that square. So, um, they need to they need to make better use of that and and get away from uh from the bullshit because it it is it is complete bullshit. And it's not that anyone doesn't want them to make more money because it's obviously good for the streamers of Twitch makes more money, but the method in which you make yeah. money is incredibly fucking important. And it is yeah. so disingenuous to put an announcement out like that and be like, and it benefits the streamers, bitch, fuck yourself. It doesn't benefit the streamers pretty much at all. There might be like 50 people on the website that make any appreciable amount of money. Listen, you want to know what streamers it benefits? The point zero one percenters. That's it. And even the they guy, are like, well, it ain't touching them. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be 150,000 honest. As much as I want to say that this is just fucking awful, right across the board for everybody, which it is for 99.99 percent. The zero point one percent, the Uber streamers, it fills their pockets with money, and they. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. They aren't in the slightest hurt by this in the slightest because the reality is they are the massive snowball that is rolling down the mountain and picking up just gathering and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and even if somebody leaves the stream during the ads they're gonna come right back it's just that simple and the only other people really they're going to be bouncing between are the other big guys or gals on the on the platform. But I will tell you this, just because it's making more money for those streamers doesn't mean they want it. Because to them, it's an inconvenience. Like I said, they're not in control and they don't want it either from what I'm seeing. They think it's fucking stupid. I haven't stupid. seen a single big streamer go, yes, this is it. Every no, one of them I mean, have said... I mean, come on. Even even if they knew that they were going to make an extra 50K a month from from getting ads from this... It wouldn't this, be 50K. They're not, they're not going to... Bro, some of these streamers have got 40,000, 50,000 viewers, and you run one, one ad, hundreds if not thousands of dollars per ad break. That's just That's just facts. That's just straight facts. Uh, I'm not. I mean, it's joking. like three. It's like the CPM rate on Twitch is like three fifty. I I don't I don't know what it is. It all de it all depends. But dude, I know I know of streamers that are making easy five figures a month in ad revenue. Yeah, but that's in them doing like concentrated like back to back to back ads once an hour, eight hour stream, not like no, a not. pre roll. No it's, no, it's not. My 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 ad my ad my ad fill. For me, I'll just be fucking straight up honest with you. 
My uh, just one sec. My ad revenue. I won't tell you the exact amount, but my ad revenue in the last thirty days coming from from me is between five hundred and a thousand bucks. Yeah, for a month. I'm fucking a speck of shit in comparison, a literal speck of shit in comparison to people. And when I and when I run ads, there are days where I run no ads, and then there's sometimes where I, I'll I'll run you know a minute ad break every hour. Sometimes I just forget. So you know, I would say on average in the run of a day, I'm probably doing five ad breaks. You know, maybe six. So I'll tell you right now. Some the big the big dogs and 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 if they if they are playing two three minute ads several times a day, uh, unwarranted to some of these streamers is big money. This ain't small money. This this is this is big money. But here's the reality of it: them making an extra ten grand or fifty grand or whatever it is, it's a drop in the bucket for them because they make infinitely more than the average the average player so for them to make an extra say 10 grand 25 grand 50 grand they don't give a fuck they do they do they play a game for four hours and make 50 grand so uh you know it's it all bounces out and of course no streamer even if they were like yeah i'm making more money they're not gonna come out publicly and say that i mean they're just looking to get absolutely fucking slaughtered by every single person known to man like you're just gonna, you're not gonna be that guy, even if you're like, hell yeah, bro. Ever since this new, uh, this new Twitch thing came with the mid rolls, man. Woo! That's another, you know, you know, that's another Tesla every month in my bank account. They're not gonna come out and say that shit. Come on now. Uh, but the reality is, the only ones that are are really gonna benefit any any considerable amount of money are the big dogs and the 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 little guys or the guys that are 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 on their way up or in the middle, like sort of where I'm at, you know, we're the ones that are going to get hurt by this because we're, we're, when we lose 50 viewers, you know, that's a chunk. That's a, that's a big percentage of somebody's stream, you know, uh, you know, when, when a big, big streamer loses 2000 viewers and they've got 30, 40,000 viewers, they're not even going to notice it. You know, I'm not saying that it's a, that it's a good thing. It's horrible. Uh, but you know, it, it's, it's only, it's only benefiting certain people. And the reality is it, those benefits are only financial. And a lot of those people that are getting the financial benefit don't even want it. They don't need it. If they wanted it, they'd run more ads themselves. They just want to have control. The reality is, and I'll end on this. Twitch is the one making the money here. Yeah. Twitch is the one that is benefiting from this, not the content creators at all. And you can't even turn it off or on. You don't even have, and they, of course they're not going to do that because everybody would have the off button. Everybody would have the off button. Oh, nobody's going to run fucking mid-rolls like that out of the blue. It's crazy. So, moving on. Someone sued Nintendo. This is a, a nice quick one. Someone sued Nintendo over the Joy-Con drift issue, which has been an issue since basically Nintendo released the Switch. Um, it's plagued the majority of Joy-Cons over time. It just seems to just happen over time. Uh, they sued Nintendo and they won. This is, I think, uh, I don't know if they're the first person to win suing Nintendo over the Joy-Con issues, but either way, Nintendo has been like kind of shit about 
having, uh, you know, admitting there's a problem uh, with them, doing it, uh, doing right by the customers without having them jump through a number of hoops. Uh, I think getting a, a controller back is like a month long plus process. This guy went through a lot more than that in his, which is why he sued them in the first place. Uh, Nintendo should just have long since fixed this as an issue. Why it's still a problem uh, is beyond me. Uh, at the moment that it became uh, known that it was a a uh, a normal thing to be happening, meaning a good chunk or a majority of units were affected by it, they should just fucking fix the shit. Yeah. And why it's even why people are even still getting the issue is fucking beyond me. Hopefully, it is something that's fixed now in the later SKUs that have been coming out recently, and certainly. <clears throat> They're, they're, if they do release a new uh, version of the Switch in March, as we've talked about before, it's been rumored that uh, that is by far done and dusted. Next up, speaking of done and dusted, Razer uh, di- didn't get breached, but they did leak pretty much everyone's shit every- uh, anyway. So nobody hacked Razer, nobody like singled them out and like friggin' got their way in and took all this information. Uh, Razer just accidentally, by terrible fucking internal coding, managed to, uh, leak 100,000 plus people's information. The error actually ended up getting indexed because of how the error was, was done. Uh, and if, I think Ars Technica has a more technical explanation if you want to hear, you see the nitty gritty of this whole thing. The error actually ended up getting indexed by search engines. <coughs> meaning that people's personal information got indexed on Google and, and other search engines. Uh, <clears throat> it included names, full addresses, email accounts, or ad- uh, email addresses as well. The only thing pretty much that didn't get leaked, and thankfully it was this, is credit cards. Everything else was leaked. So, uh, if you have a Razor account, either through Razer Synapse, whatever their, their desktop program is, or just a Razer account in general, uh, you might want to change any passwords that you might have, anything related to that that you might need to like lock that shit down, uh, because Razer did you dirty. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen any, uh, off the, uh, I haven't seen any, like, uh, comments from Razer yet, there, there probably is one floating around out there, uh, they'll probably say the same shit everyone does, you know, apologies for the, the leaks, no credit card information was, was leaked, change your passwords, and we promise moving forward we'll have triple, quadruple checks on every fucking whatever, it'll be the same thing, uh, so there you go. Uh, GDPR can cost you 1% of your total company worth for that shit. Yeah, in the, in Europe, GDPR, uh, will fuck these guys royally if people wanted, uh, wanted to. And really, people should be making use of that as often as possible because I feel like, I feel like once a month, a major company that's rolling in a lot of money somehow manages to leak endless amounts of information. Oftentimes, they've leaked it, they know, they don't say anything, and we find out about it like a calendar year later. Yep. It's like, oh, you know, what was it, Equifax or whatever? It was like, oh, it was like fucking endless people's entire credit. Just get us all fucking out there. Have fun. And they never really get hit all that hard for it. It's always hilarious to me. 
Uh, so yeah, might want to do that if you have Razor account. Now, for uh, the moment lots and lots of people were waiting for, the PlayStation 5 event, Jeff, it happened. We mm. finally got the PlayStation 5 event. Did you catch any of that shit when it went up? No. No. Didn't watch a single thing. Didn't watch anything? Okay. Well, no. let me, let me, okay. You didn't see any trailers or anything after, after the fact? I watched zero. Wow. Okay. Well, then maybe that we tells, will. That tells you where I'm at for console gaming. Exactly. My, my fuckso meter is zero. It's literally zero. Uh, so we'll go over this, and then you let me know if you want to watch any of these trailers on this list, and we'll pop a trailer or, or something in, and we'll give we'll give our ad revenue for uh, this podcast to another company, whoever claims it first. Mm. So, PS5 event. It started off with a bang. Uh, they, uh, they started off with Final Fantasy XVI, which was rumored for a while here, uh, but uh, obviously it was coming. It was just a matter of when. They started off with Final Fantasy 16. They had a full trailer for it, showing off characters and giving loads and loads of uh, of exposition. Uh, and uh, I guess if I had to describe it, since you haven't seen the trailer, first of all, it's the team that did, or or a few of the guys and, that did Final Fantasy 14, the MMO, and it's the guys that saved the MMO. So it's not the it's not the ones that fucked the original launch and everything went to shit. It's Yoshi mm. P, who is the guy that everyone wanted to do a mainline Final Fantasy game. He was rumored to be on this project. He is on this project. So the man that saved Final Fantasy fourteen is heading up Final Fantasy sixteen, And you can immediately, in the opening for this trailer, see his Final Fantasy style all over it. And so it's very much a Yoshi P production. Uh... Which is funny, because when I saw the responses to this trailer, um, it showed me just how divided the Final Fantasy community is. So, I, when I saw the trailer, I was net positive on the whole thing. Um, I liked that it was going back to Final Fantasy's original roots, which is that like kind of um, medieval English kind of shit, the stuff we got in like four... Five, six, nine, uh, in the Final Fantasies, that vibe uh, of like uh, medieval type stuff. Um, so I liked that I saw that. I liked that the story seemed uh, way more fucking coherent than the Final Fantasies we've been getting as of late as well. Um, the only things that I wasn't a big fan of, obviously, the combat is still being. Uh, built off of Final Fantasy 15, what we saw in Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and now it's this. We didn't see the game's UI, so we were just seeing the combat, but it was very obvious that it is looking, you know, they didn't, I guess they didn't want to show UI because they didn't want to, they, they probably don't have everything in combat locked in yet. Like, they don't know exactly how combat's going to go. It is going to be action combat by the looks of it, probably not too dissimilar from what we got in Final Fantasy 7 Remake with some more tweaks as they go along, because that was built off of Final Fantasy 15's. Uh, and the other thing was, is that the characters, uh, were just very, um, I don't want to say bland, but they also all looked almost like they were pretty much either NPCs from other Final Fantasy games. Like, n none of them really stood out as a main character, which sometimes I like because, 
uh, it makes things a little bit more believable when it's not everyone's wearing like a thousand and one fucking like belt buckles and they don't have like a 78 foot tall hairdo or fucking like whatever. Like it's a little bit more, you can connect with it a bit more, even though it's Final Fantasy. So I I like it in that regard, but it also looked like pretty much every other lead character from a Final Fantasy game in like the last while is the black hair, the kind of like disheveled fucking black hair look. Uh, but I'm net positive on the whole thing. And the reason why I'm net positive is because it's Yoshi P and it looks like from a story, uh, perspective and a tone and the music was good. It was, it felt like Final Fantasy to me. It felt more like Final Fantasy than Final Fantasy VII Remake did. And it sure as hell felt a lot more like Final Fantasy than Final Fantasy XV, which was like a fucking weird, I don't know what the hell that was. So it felt... Closer to, I would say, uh, a game that will appease hardcore Final Fantasy fans that are older. Like, older than Final Fantasy VII old. Like, Final Fantasy VI is your favorite Final Fantasy. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, the people that love Final Fantasy fourteen will also likely enjoy this based on the trailer. Uh, if All you right. want to watch the trailer, we can watch it. But otherwise, yeah, you want to watch, watch it? it? All right. Sure. Let's give her a look-see. Look, congratulations, Square Enix. You guys are the proud owners of the 45 cents in ad revenue on this YouTube video as we pull this bad boy up. Patreon.com slash lag TV. (laughs) I guess in fairness, it's because we, I mean, even if we did make it a smaller screen and still have us on it and all that shit, I still think we'd get flagged, but nevertheless. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. I'll give you a link here in a second. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. I got an an ad, little ad break I gotta get through here. But here's the link. Still an ad. There we go. Uh, yeah. All right. So you let me know you're good. good. Okay. You must not have gotten an ad. I didn't. (sighs) All right. In three, two, one, go. Captured on PC, emulating the PS5 experience. So you can already see where this is going. But at least they were honest, Jeff. They didn't hide it. He look familiar? You should. You all know the target. Because it's she the same character in every Final Fantasy game. And only the dominant. How do we even know the girl will be among us? Our kind do not question orders. We follow them. Sergeant, they've summoned their icon. Icon? That picked a bloody mountain. Classic Shiva. And that was Titan, I think, was the other one. Our foe will not relinquish their mother crystal easily. This will be a bitter fight. You should not be out of So you can see how this is very much the old medieval, old English, Final Fantasy twelve, Final Fantasy nine, Final Fantasy six. I think four was also like this too. I'm sworn to protect you. 
fuck, that looks like every Final Fantasy game. Fucking lead character! What do you mean you refuse? Did you not pledge your sword to our court? Um. Marlboro? Or is it Marlboro? I can't remember. That's a cigarette. It was the Dalmex who drove back the Crusaders in the Battle of the Twin Realms, was it not? Without the blessing of the Mother Crystal, we cannot defend our realm from the spread of the Blight. Without the UI, it, it kind of reminds you of Dark Souls, doesn't it? really mean to invade us? But you know the combat is going to be like a, like, well, it's Final Fantasy 7 or 15. Oh, that dude got wrecked. It's the Archduke's son. Boy, Ifrit. Apparently the bad guy again, unfortunately. The legacy of the crystals. Has shaped our history. Not sure I'm feeling the, uh... Not sure I'm feeling the, uh... The voice actor for the... For the, uh... The look of the character. It's a weird... His voice does not match his... His look. That's, at all. It's what happens when you match Final Fantasy characters up with... With, like, the quasi-old English accent. Or whatever. Um, yeah. Which is not, uh, I, I, I agree, I agree with you. It would, uh, it's, it's always fun to hear the Japanese versions of these because it's like, it's not like they do a, a, a Japanese old English accent, <laughs> old no. English accent combo. So, yeah, uh, but, uh, but I will say that, like, the tone of that hits me a lot better than some of the other Final Fantasy content that I've had as of late. I think the story sounds more compelling to me for a Final Fantasy story than the other ones that I've had here as of late as well, especially like Final Fantasy 15. And it sounds, it sounds like it's actually something I can follow. I don't, I feel like I don't need a fucking flow chart, uh, to understand it because it's not like, you know, uh, they're doing like a million different things at once. It seems very focused in that regard. Uh, everything seems much more, more coherent to me, at least from this trailer. So I'm pot net positive on it overall. Um, and, uh, it's hard not to get behind the guys that did and saved 14 because they lit 14 is considered to be 
one like even though it's an MMO, one of the best Final Fantasy games ever made. Uh, and having played it, I can agree that that is the reality. Not just from the gameplay perspective, but the stories and the characters and stuff are all very, 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 very well done. Uh, and certainly better than than uh, what we've had previously uh, in the in the recent years. So there you go, Final Fantasy 16. They started off with that. Then they hit us up with Demon Souls. Uh, now, I've, seen, I've seen Demon Souls. Yeah, I've so Demon this. Souls popped. If I'm not mistaken, also, the star of the show at the PlayStation event was an asterisk. And almost at the end of all these trailers was an asterisk that said, coming to PC as well. So exclusive to, like, the console for PlayStation, but then lots of coming to the PC, uh, gotcha. including Final Fantasy 16. So, uh, Demon Souls was next up, and that looked really good. Like, the remake for that, they did a phenomenal job visually. Uh, they seem to have included uh, updates to the combat a bit. I, was, I saw some vaulting in there, for example. Uh, it, uh, it definitely looked like a worthy upgrade and a worthy purchase and not just, uh, like some of the other remakes. This is closer to like what we got with Resident Evil 2 as like mm. an actual full fledged from the bottom up redo instead of just kind of like they spit polished the shit and put it out the door. Uh, and so that was nice to see the controversy around this. Uh, I didn't even say that, I mean, I, we all know that I don't like Final Fantasy VII's remake, but that's not what I was talking about in terms of the story, but okay. It's okay if you like, it's okay if you like Final Fantasy VII remake, it's fine, it's good. You have terrible taste and you probably enjoy pineapple on pizza, but other than that, it's fine. Uh, PlayStation then had, uh, a bit of controversy there because they had an asterisk at the bottom for Demon Souls that also had... Um, PC or like console exclusivity thing. There was like an asterisk there involved. And what happened was they put that up on YouTube and it was still on YouTube. And everyone was like, holy shit, we thought this was going to be PS5 exclusive. That's kind of been the narrative of this the whole time. And then what happened was they come out and they said that was a mistake. That wasn't supposed to be at the end of that trailer. So they pulled the trailer down off of YouTube and re-uploaded it without that screen and then when uh, some publications contacted the developer directly and asked them if, if that was true, that it was a mistake, or, or, or if this was just like it's a timed exclusive or what, they just said that they weren't allowed to, or they couldn't comment on it at this time. Which sounds like it absolutely is coming to PC, it's just mm. they weren't supposed to say it right now, yeah. uh, and... We'll probably get it in the future. It's unlikely to be like it's. It's obviously not going to be at launch available on the PC. But I suspect that if they're going to spend the time and money remaking Demon Souls, they're going to eventually port it to the PC. Yeah. So I'd I'd go with uh, I'd go with that. Um. Then we had Resident Evil Eight also showed up. We got a little bit more of that. It was basically just a little bit more trailer stuff. Didn't show anything uh, too crazy. They, it got very Tim Burton uh, in the trailer. There was like some, like this uh, mother and daughter were having a conversation and they had like this visual novel kind of looking piece to it that was, it looked like the Nightmare Before Christmas. Like the characters were super Tim Burton. It was very weird, uh, but Tim Burton's awesome. So it's not like anyone was going to complain about it. Uh, but we didn't see too much more about the game 
in that regard. It was just kind of more of a, a more trailer stuff. Then we had uh, another one that everyone, uh, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people obviously got excited about was Devil May Cry 5 because it has a special edition coming with all mm. sorts of extra goodies crammed in, uh, into it. And so uh, people were getting pretty hype in chat uh, about that. Obviously a very popular title and uh, having extra oh, content. I've, 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 it's not like I've played every one. I haven't played all of them, but the ones that I did play, I just really enjoyed the fast action. It's like a good mind numbing fun. Mm. Can't complain. Uh, God of War two was the bookend. So they started Final Fantasy 16. They ended God of War two. Uh, and they were like, Hey, God of War two was the, but wait, there's more moment. It was the, they had already done everything else. And then a guy comes on the screen. He's like, thank you for watching. And by the way, one last thing. And then it was, uh, God of War two, but it was just like a, they showed the symbol. They had some voice acting. Mm. That was the show. It's apparently supposed to be coming out 2021, which would be obviously Christmas time earliest. I'm going to say. Spring, summer 2022 is the more likely date for that to happen. Uh, but that's their tentative time is 2021 open-ended, whatever that means. Uh, the other highlights for this, uh, were that they had, uh, the PlayStation plus subscribers. They all, they, this was, I think fairly upfront in the event as well. PlayStation plus subscribers, which is just like their, their live, like their, uh, multiplayer online service, gold service, mm-hmm. uh, are getting access to what they call the PlayStation Plus collection, which is, uh, we don't have the full list of these games yet, but I'm guessing this is like some sort of an answer to Xbox's Game, Game Pass, or like, it's not a direct, because it's not a direct counter to it, but it's a way to give people some more games when they first buy yeah. The PS5 with no extra cost. If you have if you have PS Plus, you get the access to these games. It's apparently not the full list, but the list that I have on hand right now uh, that they showed was Monster Hunter World, Batman Arkham Knight, Bloodborne, Fallout 4, God of War, and Persona 5. There's no added cost to that above the cost of the service already. And so it's just a nice incentive for people, and it gives people, like I said, a nice little... Uh, selection of from this generation that's just passed of some of the better games that was on uh, that were on the PlayStation 4 access to play on the PlayStation 5. So uh, and I'm pretty sure to also that those would be available to people that have a PS4 mm-hmm. also with uh, PS Plus. So that was a very nice little thing to add. Very nice little value add for sure. Especially since there aren't that many for the PS5 uh, buyers. Aren't that many launch titles that are anything to write home about, right? I have Demon Souls as a launch title mm-hmm. and that's about it. So, uh, this gives people a little access to, to some more and we'll find out more as soon as we know more about the expansion of that list. We'll, we'll tell you more about that. But the big one, the one that everyone wanted to know about and has been waiting for, for what feels like forever in a day is of course the price of the console. And they finally delivered. We now know that the main PlayStation 5, the disc-based version, or the one that comes with a disc uh, reader, 
is $499, the same as the Xbox Series X. That's not, uh, that's a no-brainer. The one that everyone was obviously a little bit more back and forth on was how much the discless one was going to cost. And I think this is the one that over the last week, internally at, at Sony, they were the discussing <laughs> many hours about how we were going to price this thing. I don't know if I necessarily believe that it was going to be this price originally. I think it was going to be 449 or 429 and then when the Series S was announced, they had to bridge the gap and so it's coming in at $399. So there you go. 499 and 399. Then the crazy the crazy thing was they pretty much put up pre-orders not long after that event. Uh and they so there was like no real notice for when this was going to happen. And so people have been scrambling over the last 24 hours to try and find places to pre-order the PS5. And it's been a complete crapshoot. And they've been selling out absolutely everywhere for obvious reasons. It's a new console. People want to get their hands on them. Scalpers are going to fucking put the shit on eBay. There's probably already like 50 of them on eBay uh, for twice the value of the console. Um... That was really weird to me. I don't because earlier in the year, in the summer months, when Jeff Keighley was doing the summer games thing and he was talking to the guys at PlayStation, they said, "When are we? Are you know? Are we going to get a heads up as to when we're going to be able to pre-order the console, etc." He said that we plan on giving uh, a firm date and a heads up for everyone on the pre-order date for the PS5. You're going to have lots of lead time, and lots of lead time to him was apparently like seven hours. So they, uh, they rushed that out. I don't know if that was a, also a last minute decision they had where they were like, we need to get in a little earlier over Xbox or what, <laughs> but they did it and people yeah. have gone crazy trying to grab one. Did you try and get one at all? Did you get your hands nah, on one? No, nah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'll get one, you know, I don't, I don't need to be that guy or gal that needs to have it, uh, the moment that it hits the shelves. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought because I have a phone call. I'm sure we'll probably, I'll probably find one, but if not, then I'll wait until. There's really nothing other than Demon Souls that you can't play anyway as it is, so it's it's not really that imperative. Uh, but nevertheless, they sold out pretty much everywhere. So yeah. Uh, and yeah. And I walked into Costco and bought one. You know what I mean? So like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's true. I could say, I mean, that wouldn't be surprising if you could still get like day one of the PS4 and it was a fucking shit show. Everybody could get it. I walked into Costco and took one off the shelf. Was that easy? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that easy. It's just that easy. It really is. Uh, and that was pretty much it. That was the event. So, um, it was good. They showcased their games. You know, they, they had a couple of extra heavy hitters there with, uh, Final Fantasy 16 and, uh, God of War. Um, and, uh, and now we see how this all pans out. We have the release date for the, uh, the PS5 is November the 12th, I think. And then the Xbox is the 10th. And then Xbox announced the pre-order date for the Xbox, I think is the, 
I want to say it was the 22nd of this month, I think, is when that's supposed to go up. Everyone will have already known anyway, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's when it was. Uh, And so there you have it. You'll have your, uh, you got lots of lead time for the Xbox. Handful of hours for the PlayStation, but you, you, you know when to start clicking for the Xbox on the, I guess, the 22nd. So there you go. Uh, and that was it. So, next up. In news I certainly didn't expect to get this year, Mist is getting completely redone from the ground up in what, I, in what looks like it might be Unreal Engine 5 or an Unreal Engine of some kind. I'm not sure, but they're completely redoing the original Mist uh, to be done for VR. It'll still play, obviously, on a regular screen as well, but they're rebuilding it and including things like um, like solution randomization for certain puzzles, so it's not just the same thing every time. Uh, amongst other little uh, additions, their, their quality of life uh, improvements and whatnot, uh, and so that's coming up. I don't, uh, I don't know, I don't have a date here, but they have a trailer for it that they showed off, uh, a little sneak peek. It's up on Steam right now to uh to wishlist if you want uh it's just called mist and uh yeah it looks really good and that's exciting because for me what that means is that there's a chance that ribbon gets redone at some point uh in vr and that like i've always said that would be the one game that would make me at the very least stop and pause and consider picking up a vr headset so there you have it uh i will absolutely be playing that game when it comes out i just want to see what uh they've got you know, I just I want to see how all the new stuff uh, uh, is for it, and how the uh, uh, how the puzzle randomizer and stuff pans out. Because that was one of the f- it's not really a flaw. I mean, the game was made in 1994, but you could theoretically finish the game if you just knew the solution to like the last puzzle. Uh, yeah, a little hard to brute force. You would have been there until you were 90. But yeah, I I I think this is cool. Um, I I think what makes this most exciting for me is that like people that never experienced mist uh will be able to experience mist in like in the most immersive way i'm not personally gonna buy it because i've beaten mist now like three times yeah exactly um, yeah, and yeah. like in like three different versions of the game yeah, yeah um the only way i think i'd buy it is if they said that they had like new puzzles in there um but then again when you add new stuff you take away the integrity of the original and so you know it's one of those things where I probably, I know I won't buy it, but it's cool that it's happening. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it, what it also makes me, you know, uh, happy about is that it tells me that Cyan as a company is doing well right now because they're working on multiple projects at once. And that tells you that their staffing is good and that we are more likely to get puzzle adventure games from them because really, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face, nobody has done puzzle adventure as good as Cyan has done, and it's such a niche market that it's not like it attracts a lot of people to make puzzle adventures, mm. so, uh, but VR is, like, the one thing that makes so much sense yeah. for puzzle oh, yeah. adventure, so, yep. uh, a lot of, new like, people were immediately, the first thing people were saying were, like, I'm gonna have my VR headset on, I'm gonna put my hand on the fucking linking book, and it's gonna be, like, the first time where you're physically putting your hand, like, on the linking book to go to, like, link to a different world, and how fucking wild of an experience that will be. Or just, like, turning knobs, and, like, pressing buttons and shit in the world of Mist or Riven, it would be, would be quite an experience, so, there you go. But yeah, like you said, I'm excited because it's hard to convince people to go play Mist and Riven now, 
in their current forms, even though they've brushed them up to run on current hardware, it's really hard to get people to go back and play them. Doing it like this, with or without yep. VR, now now like erases that gap, and yep. it makes it so that people could enjoy it more uh, as if it was a new release. So, looking forward to that. In close relation to that, the Oculus Quest 2 headset is coming out October 13th of this year for 299 bucks, which is a pretty sweet uh, price point for uh, getting into VR. So there you have it. 299 on my birthday. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. See, I don't I only have a PS4 VR. Yeah. So, uh, you know. And yeah, I think and I think a headset like that would be like the pairing for a puzzle adventure type experience, right? You don't need yeah. the Vive where you've got 17 cameras in your room to fucking like map out your dick swing. You don't need <laughs> you don't need that level of fucking granularity you just need to have the vr on the uh uh on the old head there and and make it go uh next up we had nintendo had a another nintendo direct where they announced a couple of more things uh one of them i don't know if it was part of the uh, direct necessarily but this is news they're finally ending production of the, the uh the nintendo 3ds that was still going but there you go um, and the Nintendo 3DS finally ending production. That's, I think, Nintendo's most popular console of all time, if yep. I'm not mistaken. And by no small margin, they have probably made a batshit crazy amount of money off yep. of the Nintendo 3DS. Games were expensive too. Like the resale value on these, some of these games are pretty insane. Is the aftermarket uh, really good for them? Yeah, very good. Now there's going to be a lot of collectors that are going to be collecting a lot of 3DS stuff. That shit is going to skyrocket in price. Um, cause it's, it's just one of those handheld consoles, kind of like the Game Boy Color was where they could just last a long time. And even when the next generation comes out, it still kind of holds its own or like the Game Boy Advance. It's sort of the same thing, but the 3DS just takes to a whole nother level. It's like it, it's a, it's a one hell of a fucking handheld console. Yeah. Probably the best handheld console ever made. Oh, oh, without question. Oh, the hundred percent. Uh, yeah. you know, you get yourself a 3DS XL and yep. a carrying I case. I got one right in my closet there. And fucking Bob's your uncle. You're you're yep. good to go. And uh, a lot of quality games. And yeah, the the you know the resale value works. And then the, it, because it's a handheld game, the gate of people's expectations. You know, it's not like a console or a computer game where people look back and are like, oh, the graphics aren't good, or oh, just play. It's a handheld fucking game. So, like, nobody gives a shit. So that's why probably the resale value and, and people wanting the games never really goes down all that much. Uh, and so there you go. It's finally coming to an end, which means hold on to whatever you've got. It's going to go up in value. Uh, or, you know, just wait for a little bit and then sell it. Make your money. Either way, it's coming to an end. And then uh, the big takeaway, other than a couple of things that happened in there, we'll just talk about this one thing for Nintendo's uh, Direct is that two games of Monster Hunter are coming up for the Switch. Monster Hunter is getting bigger and bigger, and ever since Capcom discovered that uh, that they, they had enough light bulbs going off in their mind to put Monster Hunter on more than just one console at a time or one platform at a time, they're like, man, Monster Hunter makes a lot of money. Who would have fucking guessed? And so uh, here we are. Uh, it's now coming back, and it's going to be on the Switch, where you've got Monster Hunter Rise... And Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. 
uh, both mm. coming to the Switch. The first, so Rise coming apparently March 26th of next year, and then uh, Stories 2 coming sometime in the summer of next year. And uh, there's a trailer up, obviously, for that stuff. You could see it. I was looking at some of Monster Hunter Rise. Looks really good. You know, I, I, you hate to say for a Switch game, but it's the reality of it. But it does. It looks good. It looks like it's running pretty smooth. It's not frame rate choppy to fuck from what I've seen. At least not nearly as bad as some three, uh, some uh, Switch games. And uh, and it's going to make a lot of people happy because Monster Hunter on the go with a Nintendo Switch or a Switch Lite is going to be a big thing because that's where, uh, you know, they stuck Monster Hunter on handhelds for the longest time for that very reason. Uh, it was like the biggest thing in Japan was just Monster Hunter on handhelds. So... Uh, they've got that coming back soon. Mr. Black, we finally got through all of that video game content. It's time for a quick sellout. I have no problems this week, honestly, other than my bed. And so, feel free to just give us a classic sellout. I'm going to give you a classic sellout, guys. Uh, NordVPN. You can use the promo code OTT and get 68% off a two-year term. They're going to throw in a bonus month for free. Uh, If you don't know what a VPN service is, it's a virtual private network that will mask your IP to a different IP on a different server uh, to not only protect your identity uh, and uh, makes it very hard for your your device, PC, whatever it is that you're using to be compromised. Uh, But on top of that, and what it's used for a great deal, is masking your IP so that you no longer get region-blocked uh, for specific content. So, for example, you're watching YouTube and you get that little pesty, uh, you know, this this is not available in your region. Uh, you can, by one click of a button in NordVPN, mask your IP to a different country, different region, different place, and immediately gain access to that content. Uh, you can use up to six simultaneous devices. Uh, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't like it for whatever reason, you can get your money back, and you get to support the podcast all at the same time. So promo code OTT. They're a big sponsor of the podcast and uh, and of my stream as well. So that's the reason why it's promo code OTT. Um, and you've probably seen NordVPN everywhere. They got top quality servers. You can stream on them. You can game on them. You can stream and game on them at the same time. Uh, tons of streamers actually stream on NordVPN. Um, and uh, yeah, go, go and pick up yourself a two-year subscription and get 68% off. Also, we've got Elgato. If you don't already have a Stream Deck, you all got to get one. It is the best piece of hardware uh, I have added to my PC setup since a second monitor of a dual setup. It really, I really do use it that much. Um, There's a reason why I talk about the Stream Deck a lot is you don't even have to be a streamer. Obviously, I use it even more because I stream, uh, whether it is going between tables on poker whether it is doing emotes in Grand Theft Auto, whether it is uh, changing the scene on OBS, running ads, checking my view count, seeing my CPU usage, uh, playing notifications and sounds, or just sitting around and opening up Google Chrome, opening up my favorite YouTube pages to see if content is up. Um, It does tons and tons of things, opening up playlists for Spotify. Uh, You can virtually do anything on this stream deck that uh, that you would use for hotkeying uh, on your PC. So definitely go and check them out. If you don't already have one, link is in the description below uh, of this YouTube video. If you're watching this on YouTube, just head on over to Elgato's website, um, or you can go on Amazon and, and Google up 
uh, the stream deck and go and pick yourself up one of those bad boys. And and uh, and of course, we got Patreon, patreon.com slash leg TV. We've been moving up. You guys have been showing some love. Let's keep it flowing. Let's keep it going. Keep Long going as got, up. We are going to keep doing this. It's what we do. And that's it. Mr. Black, it's now time for movies and TV. Jeff, you know, sometimes, like I said in my tweet for this, sometimes I hate being right. Mm. And I really hate being right about this. Fast and the Furious 9 is confirmed to be going to fucking space. I'm okay with that. You know why? Because I just want to see this become more and more ridiculous as time goes on. And, uh, you know, fuck it. Let's go to space. You know what? You know what needs to happen now? Fast 10 time travel so Mm. that we can bring Han permanently back as a member of the cast because we already know that they are trying everything in their power to keep him part of the cast anyway. So let's Mm. just retcon Han's death with time travel for Fast 10. Why not? And as it turns out, Ludacris has been working on a replica of the DeLorean and they simply just literally go back to the future. And stop Han's death. Fast 10. Just gave you the fucking script. There you go. I don't expect any money. Just make it happen. Uh, Next up, Will Smith successfully penned a deal with Peacock, which is NBC Universal streaming service, for a two-season order of the Fresh Prince reboot just based on the pitch alone. So they were all in on that. Mm. Uh, Yeah, and and it's the the guys that made that trailer that we watched as well. Um, So... I'm not sure exactly what Will Smith is, uh, what his involvement is. I don't know if he's going to just be a producer. Obviously, he's heavily invested into whatever this project is. Um, I don't know if he's investing in it as well, and that was part of his pitch. Um, but obviously, he's getting behind it. And with that, you know, hey, he's obviously going to promote it. You know, he's going to pull a rock thing, and you know, you're every every week, you know, or or if they do new, they do it weekly episodes. He's going to plug the episodes. He's going to Get everybody amped up about this. You might even have a cameo. Um, I would imagine he would in, in some way, shape, or form. Him and Jazzy Jeff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great. Uh, I love that. The only thing I don't like is that it's on Peacock. And uh, there ain't no way in fucking buying another subscription service. So uh, one of two things is going to happen. One, uh, I'm going to wait until I can get it elsewhere. Uh, or... Somebody on my Plex is going to have the show and I'm going to fucking watch it. So uh, I can tell you right now, I am not going to be buying a subscription to Peacock uh, because I am. That's that's the only shitty thing here. Why didn't Netflix buy this? Uh, This is prime Netflix content. This is not like HBO content. Uh, You know, obviously Peacock must have. That might have been the differentiator. Maybe Netflix wanted this. Uh, and they, they only wanted to, to green light one season. And then Peacock goes, we'll do two seasons. You know, let's green light two of them. And maybe that was the thing that got it. Obviously, Peacock needs a show or a series or a, a line of movies to have people sign up on the platform. Uh, I know I'm not. I don't care. Like, I like I like me some fresh prints, but I ain't this. This ain't it for me. Um. So, yeah, but I'm happy it's happening because the show looked great. Uh, the trailer and stuff. And Will Smith is obviously amped up about it. And I'd like to believe that he obviously knows the script and 
he wouldn't, you know, probably jump behind something that's absolute dog shit. Uh, especially it's it's his like it's the thing that made Will Will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Fresh Prince. So I would imagine they've got they've got a good script on their hands. Uh, next up, Mulan earned an earth shattering $23 million in China in its opening weekend, which I can't decide if that's good or bad based on the fact that we're still in the middle of a pandemic and it's Mulan. I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about that, but you can take it for what it is. Yeah. I would say it's, it's good considering we're in a pandemic. Yeah. You know, what's Uh, tenants, what's tenants numbers been like since they came out in theaters? Um, they haven't been doing great. I think, I think, it, I think Tenet has made like, uh, last time I checked, I think they might've made like a couple hundred million dollars so far worldwide. Um, but you know, they needed to make like a bajillion dollars. Uh, yeah. So it hit 200 million four days ago. So it's, it's, it's probably closer to 250 million bucks now uh, maybe a bit less what? maybe 230 i'm getting um, all right you know what carry me with carol baskin news i've been blown up five times so i gotta i gotta take this real quick i'll be right back all right yeah no problem uh but yeah no tenant obviously is getting uh tenant is getting smashed because of the uh the rona and people are just you know obviously i haven't even gone to see tenant i haven't been in the theater in six months um uh, and i'm like the movie goer that would rush out to imax to go see this and i'm just not even though our cases are minimal um i don't even think there are known any new cases for weeks but um yeah uh, i'm still not risking it i'm still not going uh but yeah so there's that uh carol baskin on dancing with the stars has her first dance to eye of the tiger family of missing ex-husband Bought a commercial spot, which offers $100,000 for information about his disappearance. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I'm just reading that. I haven't. Oh. The webcam just. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're back. Um, I haven't watched anything in a hot minute, so I'm not up to date on anything. Hopefully we're still live right now. Oh, there we go. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Right. Both Uh, webcams just died and then now they're back. So we're good. Both. Yeah. They just went down, but we're good now. It's all good. Yeah. It was random. I don't even know how that's possible. (laughs) It happened. Okay. Anyway, but anyway, I, I updated everybody, and I did the Carol Baskin news feed there. So All right, wonderful. Good. Yeah, Carol Baskin dancing with the stars, eh? Uh, and then mm-hmm. yeah, the family getting on there and being like, "Hey, oh, just Jeffs. Oh, oh, probably my That's internet. Cool. Could be. Probably my internet. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was fucking wild. Anyway, Carol Baskin. Carol fucking Baskin. That. That bitch. bitch. <laughs> no good for nothing, bitch. Oh, that was my. That was the ISP. They actually have a slot open tonight, and he's like 20, 30 minutes away. So that's how much time we have left for this podcast. Well, it's good because I'm starving. Same here. I can smell. We have. Uh, we have. Uh, my aunt's brothers are all fishermen, and occasionally, uh, Uncle John will bring by f- fish that literally just came out of the ocean, 
Mm. That's what's cooked upstairs right now, and all I can smell is fresh-ass fish. Like, the freshest fish possible upstairs mm. waiting for me to consume. And so I'm with you. Uh, no, if your stream is dying, that's that's here. That's that's my end. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got, because tech support time. Mr. Black, can you hit me up with a jingle? Tech support. Uh, every week. Patreon.com slash lag TV, $10 or higher. We'll get you access to asking us questions on a little thing we call tech support where we uh, answer your questions as best we can or as many as we can towards the end of the show. Goes up as a post every week before the podcast. You just ask your, your questions and we, we, we see what we can do. Um, Mark Furry asks, what's the worst pitch you've ever been given? The worst pitch? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, I'll just say this. Cause I, I, cause I've, I stopped getting pitches a long time ago. Agencies didn't even stopped contacting me. Even when my Twitch wasn't like at the fucking Sahara desert that it is now. The, uh, because I'd refused to take sponsorships unless I actually used and endorsed the products or whatever, which was. Well, none of them, to be completely honest with you. It was never Razor or fucking, like, TTE or whatever the fuck else. was. None of that shit. So, they stopped contacting me. But th- all the deals were bad, and this is why. It was only ever for product. Never cash. Yeah. yeah. And so, even if I was desperate, fuck no. You don't, you don't get away. And that still happens now. That's still a popular thing for them to do, is to try and yeah. get you with just products. Like, we'll ship you, like, three grand worth of product. So it's it's never yeah, that cash. Cost them, that cost them three hundred dollars to to yeah. get, and then they want you to do you know six months of of promotion for, you know. It's uh yeah um yeah fuck that dude I don't do I don't do product deals. The only product deal I have done in the last God knows how long was for Saks underwear, where it wasn't even a deal. They're just like, hey, we're gonna ship. We we know you love the product. We're just gonna ship you a bunch of underwear. If you want to do a couple of tweets, stick it on Instagram, we're down. In fact, I was talking to Sax yesterday. They gave me something else to fill out, so I might be getting another you know, care package oh. soon. So I'm not looking for money. I just want an underwear because I love their products. And, you well, know, they're why expensive. Not? So if you're going to get free are, underwear. You may as well. And I mean, I have a platform, and it's a product I love, so why not That's the dream. Get, get free products? Um, one of the worst pitches. Um... I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, my, my mom trying to, uh, trying to explain to me why I need a, a bedroom set, but then, you know, the pitch worked. So <laughs> fleece! You know, I got fleece. So, you know, I can't really go with that because it's a nice bedroom <laughs> set, but every time I walk in that room, you know, it's a reminder. My, 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 my pocket hurts my, where my wallet normally sits. I just feel See, a tingle. There's there. an like, ache ah. in your leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's not people. I mean, I've get, I get like, like you, I, I've, I get like offers all the time to do, uh, promotional stuff, but it's just product and it's just, crap. it's just product. Well, what's even worse than that? What, what's even worse than just product is a lot of these game places. They're like, Hey, we'll give you a free code or indie game. And we'll give you like five codes to give out. You just have to play the game for four hours. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> Why am I why am I promoting your game? 
that's that still like happens what? i still get game codes and stuff all the time or now that i have the website i'll get stuff for reviews and yeah. it will be for some game that is just in a mil like never in a million years no not gonna happen no not gonna no. happen no alexa you, you, if, yeah. oh sorry no sorry. go ahead okay. i was gonna say like if you want me to play your game yeah you're gonna pay me money yeah it's just i it's just really that simple and if I'm going to play your game and I'm not and I'm not wanting money, it just means I just want to play your game exactly. and I'm just going to buy it and just play your game. If I have no intention whatsoever to play your game, like none, even if it looks like like a good game, but I'm just I have no intention of playing it. You're going to pay me to play it if, or I'm not going to play it. <laughs> exactly. Really exactly. Alexa asks, I started watching you guys back in 2011. So pretty much not long after we started this bad boy up. When I was 11 years old, what were you doing watching us at 11? Shame on your parents. That's right. <laughs> I am now 21 and I haven't wow. missed a single upload. It is wow. safe to say that literally is growing. This? this is Alexa. Is Alexa. I wow. recognize the name. Alexa has been around for a hot minute. Literally, literally been growing up watching you guys has affected my sense of humor, thoughts, hobbies, and all around who I am as an adult. You poor fucker. Did you ever imagine you could have had an impact on a stranger like that? Um, nobody ever, when they sit down to start doing content creation, thinks to themselves, somebody's going to watch me at 11 and they're going to get to university and become an adult and whatever the fuck. Uh, and you know what? There's a few people in the community that are like this. In fact, Foxy, who is one of our mods right now here on, uh, on Twitch uh, chat, is, uh, was very similar. So he was 13 when he started watching and now he's 23. And similar story. It's fucking crazy. I mean, like, cause they're they're now the age that we were when we started lag TV. Wild. But when you start, but nobody thinks about that stuff. And for the love of God, I hope that you turned out to be a normal human being, as normal as possible, watching us, because that's it's a challenge, really. I mean, you might have handicapped yeah. yourself. Yeah, I've had I've I've had tons and tons of people. Actually, somebody messaged me on Instagram uh, last week. And uh, they they were basically explaining that, like, hey, I started watching you in junior high and now I'm married and got kids. I, I had posted a picture of Kai on there and he was sending a picture of, of his uh, his daughter and mm. his family and stuff. And he it was like a, it was a fairly long thing. And he was just going through like, uh, you know, talking about the different episodes that like. Uh, like just basically saying that I had a big impact on his, I don't want to say upbringing, but like his, uh, uh, I'm a big part of his memory of yeah, like, of, course. Being, yeah, yeah. of just like, uh, like I was part of his every day for, you know, a, almost a decade. Uh, and when I went, you know, I don't really think of that stuff too much. Like I've met many people over the years and at conferences and different things I've become friends with quite a few of them and then there's been people in passing and uh it's really cool like hearing uh, hearing stories and then they it's it, it's it they know like more about me sometimes than me like they'll they'll tell me things they'll that remember happened. they'll remember exactly that and we I did and i don't even remember because i have done it i've done it's like an everyday thing but it's an event for for them yeah uh and like you you just create i mean the amount of stuff we've done over the years, you know, some people just latch on to certain things and it's, it's cool to hear that stuff. 
Um, but then there's also like this, this sense of like responsibility and like, it's like, Oh my God. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't look up to me too much. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, I, I appreciate it and I have good <laughs> qualities, uh, but like, you know, don't, you know, don't, you don't put, want that don't, responsibility. Like just, yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't exactly. Don't put that. Don't put too much weight on me right now. Cause I'm not sure I can handle it. Uh, but it's always flattering and it's a, it's a cool thing, especially when you hear positive things and stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It was it. wild. It just, cause all it does is remind me that fucking like we've been doing it for 10 years, which is yeah, just such 10 a, years in October. So next such month, a crazy long amount of time, yeah. uh, for us to be doing that stuff. Just absolutely fucking wild. Um, I think, I think the crazier one for me is is like content creators that weren't content creators that were fans of us that became content creators because of us and some of them are even are bigger big. than we <laughs> bigger yeah. than we are by orders of magnitude and so yeah there's a lot of uh just very crazy very very crazy but do, to answer the question succinctly in terms of did you ever imagine have it no Nobody ever thinks that that's going to be the case, and all no. you can hope for is that if it happens, it's positive. That's all you can. That's all you can hope for. What is? What did Michael Clark Duncan and Green Miles say? Don't you put that evil on me? Was yeah. that? The, was that the line? No, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Don't, yeah, it's don't like, put it, that evil on me. It's like, well, I don't want that responsibility because if you turn out to be an asshole, what does that say about me? And we already know I'm an <laughs> asshole, so don't remind me. Uh, but thank you, Alexa, and all of those who have been here for nearly fucking 11, well, nearly 10, I should say, 10 years. years. Yeah. Uh, come October 28th will be the uh, the creation date of the YouTube channel. November 1st being the inaugural, this is how you six pool. <laughs> six pool tutorial. <laughs> Which I must say is the most energy I've ever heard come out of Jeff's body in a man. video. Man, oh man. Uh hi, just uh, we're here to uh six pool six pool tutorial. I dude, I cringe every time. Some people <laughs> some people donate that shit and it comes through and then I hear the fucking like first sentence, I gotta turn it off, bro. It's so bad. God, it's so bad. Oh uh, shit, that's funny. I just leave it up there now just for the you know, just for the memories. Uh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Let's see. Uh, oh, this is lots of good questions this week. You guys are going to have to re-ask some of these next week because we just don't have the time this week. Um, mm, Jorbach, what is the close... Well, Jeff's already talked about his... Uh, but what is the closest instance... In your adult life, where you where you had the thought, I might have to fight this guy. <laughs> Did you have any in your adult life, or was it pretty much all the growing up? Uh, a lot of it's growing up. Um, I've never really been put into too many positions as an adult. I mean, I don't leave the house very often, so yeah. like, uh, I'm not really in a. A lot of it, a lot of it is is when I was a teenager and in yeah. my early twenties. Um, yeah. I can't think of the last time where I've been almost backed into a corner where I'm like, dude, I'm gonna have to fucking fight this guy. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I literally can't think of one. I only one I can think of where I would call an adult 
point would have been when I was, uh, oh, I would be like my early twenties, probably 22, somewhere in there. Uh, I was with my first girlfriend, uh, that if people were here for 10 years would remember Natalie. So we were out somewhere and there was, uh, there was a guy, I don't even remember where we fucking were at this point. I think it was something to do with one of the summer camp trip things that we went on. Anyway. Uh, it was just a dude being, being a, a, a fucking creepy, uh, creepy asshole getting a little too comfortable, uh, around, uh, around Natalie and she was starting to feel uncomfortable and, and, uh, he didn't want to, he didn't want to just back up and so, thankfully eventually I verbally told him to, to stop the shit, but in the back of my mind, my next thought was, I might have to, it was literally that sentence is I might have to fight this guy. <laughs> it, was, it was the actual sentence that, that came to my mind. And at that time, I will say right now I'm a frail old man, but at 22, I was a big motherfucker and I would have absolutely slaughtered that man's life. Because at that time, like you're 22 and you're with your girlfriend, Jeff would probably say the same thing. The amount of testosterone cro- cro- like fucking coursing through your veins at mm. 22 and the amount of like unnecessary anger that you'd get with your girl, like the, like not jealousy, but it was like the protective shit that you get when you're, when you're younger is so much more violent. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, you're going to hit on my girl here right beside me, bro. Like I I'm going to take that as a form of disrespect to me. Uh, and you know, I'm, that, that's a, that's a motherfucking problem. I mean, even today, if I was out at a restaurant or something with my wife and some dude was like fucking talking sweet nothings to her, my my initial thing wouldn't be like, sir, can you please stop? He'd be like, dude, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that, that, that's actually Who what the I would fuck say. do you think you are? Yeah. yeah, and I don't give a fuck how big, how no. fucking, I don't give a fuck. It's like, bro, the fuck are you doing? You know, if you're going to do that shit, do it when she's at the gym and I'm not around, bro. Don't do that fucking disrespectful shit, you know. Right in front of that's, her. That's, her the disres- I, that's the disrespect. Because you know, then it's like they're not threatened by you, and you've got to be like exactly, look, look. exactly. It's like yeah. motherfucker. Listen, I might not be, might not look the most threatening, but I'm not. I'm also not going to let you go and fucking disrespect me and hit on my woman in front of me. No, you know, or or you know, if if my son, for example, if I had my son out and you know he did something and some person yelled at my boy or fucking you know grabbed my son or some shit, it's like motherfucker, I am gonna fuck you up. Uh, it's just really that simple. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a hundred right now. If I fought somebody, I'd throw a hip and I'd die. That's pretty much what would happen right now. But in twenty one, at twenty twenty two, I'd fuck. <laughs> I'd fuck some people up at twenty two. He's a big uh, boy. Uh let's see. Let's see what we got here. We got time for maybe one more, depending on the length of the uh, the answer. Um. Oh, here you go. Seth, this is a good... This is a, you know what? No, I'm going to save that one for the very end. That's a beautiful fucking one to end on. So I'll save that one because it's literally a five-second uh, thing. Uh, Danish Devil asks, which fictitious childhood traditions were you raised with and will you be passing them on to your kids? Like Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, etc. Which ones did you did you get in your household? Were you like the whole thing? Or were, yeah. Like which yeah. ones were you taught to believe were actually real versus which ones were 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 just kept like reality? Um, well, yeah, we did the we did Santa obviously, um, uh, Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. Uh, the Tooth Fairy thing didn't last too long, but the 
Easter Bunny and the Christmas one lasted probably until I was in grade maybe four. I'm I'm I I it was definitely elementary school. It was like mid elementary school, three or four, uh, where somebody at school just told me Santa's not real. And then I went home and I asked my dad, my parents, I said, Hey dad, is Santa real? Somebody at school told me that he wasn't. And then he just said, no, it's not. He just literally just told me flat out. Damn. Like, yeah. Uh, Hold back. No punches. Yeah. I am probably be the same way with my son where it's like, you know, uh, believe in Santa. It's something magical. And it's, you know, I, I, I believe in all that. And I think kids need that sort of, uh, imagination and thing but when he hits a certain age i'm not gonna lie to him um i mean if he's really young then i'll say of course santa's real but if it gets to the point where you know he's starting to get in you know a lot more intelligent and uh he's asking me as a father the truth about this um i'll tell him i won't be as blunt as my dad was where it's like nah, he's he's not real we lied to you but it'd be like listen uh you know mommy and daddy are santa claus and I don't want you going around telling other kids that, you know, Santa's not real, but he isn't. Uh, it's more of a spiritual or the, the feel, the, the, the festivities, festivities. And, you know, I'll, I'll break it down to him in a nice way, but I'm not going to sit there and lie to my, my kid, especially over some, you know, I, 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 I think it's important that kids go through those type of things. Um, but then I also feel like at some point you don't baby your kids anymore. Um, and, and that'll be, that'll be the way I am. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, Santa Claus, tooth fairy and Easter bunny were only held. I mean, those two got sorted out when I was like fucking five, those two, five or six, maybe, um, Santa Claus, my parents let run a little longer until I was probably like eight, nine, and then I just, all that happened was I remember waking up when mom and dad were, were, were like ferrying the gifts to the tree Christmas Eve when I was supposed to be asleep and I woke up and I was like catching them, putting the shit under the tree. And then they were like, and then that was the show. Yeah. Uh, but I was okay with it at that point. Like, yeah, there's like that special like crossover point of age and everything. And I think just, parents just know. Like, I yeah. think parents. I think it's like I'm not saying that there has to be a a number. Where no, it's like it's oh, just, you're you seven, know, you're eight, you're yeah. nine, whatever. But I think like I I I probably definitely wouldn't go past ten. <laughs> it's get a little it gets a little weird. But yeah. I think probably probably right around eight years old. It's probably that time. Uh, but every parent knows their child and knows the situation. It's just one of those things. You just kind of go with it. And the reality is, I think a lot of the Christmas, the Santa stuff and all this other stuff, I think it's more for the parents than it is for the kids. To be honest with you, uh, at a certain point, I think, Oh sure. uh, like early on now when my, at the age of my son, it's all about, I've noticed this, like, especially with my, my mom, um, it's, it's very self-indulging for, the grandparents it's and, memories for the parents and grandparents because exactly. the kid ain't gonna remember shit it ain't gonna remember anything and then there's like a, a a fine age between like you know three four and and you know six seven where you might actually get a few memories for the child and where it's a where it's more meaningful for them where they really like get excited about it and you know the lights get up and the christmas tree mm. and the, the whole family's coming together 
that's what it is. But I found early on as a new dad, um, it's all it's all for the parents, man. It's and the grandparents. It's not for the oh, kids. Oh, hundred percent. It's like the yeah. first birthday thing always made me laugh. Like, yeah, it's what like, are dude, we all he, doing here? We're yeah. we're using this as an exam as a, as an excuse to get the adults together. Yeah, that's really it because yeah. the kid ain't gonna remember shit. They're gonna no. use this toy for three months, yep. and that's that. the show. If that, <laughs> if, if that, if that. Yeah. All right, time to wrap this bad boy up, Mr. Black. And it comes in with a uh, a question or a request from Seth here. It says, throwback, Mr. Black. Yeah. Mr. Maximus Black, hit me up with the noise of trying to pre-order a PlayStation 5. Uh. Uh. www.bestbuy.com. Enter. Pre-order your PS5 now. Click. Fuck! <laughs> fuck! What the fuck? It's been 15 seconds. Fuck it. I'll go to eBay and pay 1200 bucks for it. <laughs> and that is the life of many people right now. Yeah. This is a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming by for another Technical Alpha here on Twitch. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you haven't already, if you're not part of the Bell Gang, be part of the Bell Gang. Hit that bell mm-hmm. icon so that you can get in there. First hour, a like and a comment goes a long way into helping us grow this podcast. Patreon.com slash TV if you want to help financially keep this bad boy going so that we can continue to be stupid and maybe, if we're lucky, influence the lives of another generation of unfortunate youth. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Peace!